yo, yo, this is your boy Mikey here for Conversation Street episode 613. We're going to be talking about this week's Coronation Street. That's me. I'm a girl. Jimmy Jim Jam Jamma. What on earth was that? I don't I'll get it. I just started in a different way. I think you're a girl. Like, no, I said with you don't understand oh, with my, my girl. Yeah, you're, I thought you you're said I'm girl. a girl. I'm Jiminy Jim Jim Gemma. You're Jiminy you're Jim not. Jim Gemma. I am. I just thought I'd start it off proper YouTube style, even though this isn't going to go out on YouTube this bit, but just a bit, you know, shake it up a bit after 612 episodes, 613. Let us know if you want me to do that again. I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, Gemma will do it next week. Right. <laughs> um, we, we've got an early episode this week for the podcast because we only had a Monday and a Wednesday episode of Coronation Street, so the 29th to the 31st of January is what we're going to be covering. That's episode 11,176 to 11,179, very short. There's a whole lot of other shake-ups of the schedules um, that are coming in the next couple of weeks, so we will we'll talk about that in the news section later. Um, Gemma, mm-hmm. you right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't even talk about whether we've had a good week or not, because it barely feels like it's over, um, but nothing has happened here. Apart from I had to change a new light bulb in the utility room today. That was the highlight of my week. Well, I feel like I assisted you quite a lot. You did. We were both stood. I was stood on a stool. You were stood on a chair. I don't really feel like it's fair for you to take credit for that. Yeah, well, you you were the one that I identified. It to be known. You were the one that identified the broken light. I'm the one that fixed it when it shorted <laughs> all the electrics. Yeah, no, nothing's been happening there. We both saw a nice sunset today. Yeah. And I was texting you about the sunset just as you were taking a photo of the sunset. So. Yeah. That's kind of romantic, isn't it? Soulmates. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> enough small talk. Time for quizzes. What you got to ask me about this week in Coronation Street? In years ending in a one and a six, in years gone by. Wrong. Four and a nine. Are we? Oh, yeah. I don't even know what year we're in. I've, one and a this six. Is what, this is why you do the quiz and not me. I've got no idea. You always mock me on. for setting up my you. introduction, but you you showed just how difficult. I believe that you got the information for this quiz from. Oh, what's that web address? This is Coronation skilled. Street, Corypedia. No, this is skilled labour and you really don't appreciate bad. it. 29th of January to the 2nd of February, the year's ending in a four and a nine from Conversation, Coronation Street. <laughs> but I won't mock you. Anyone could make that mistake. Anyone could. 29th of January, 1964. Why does Ken get in trouble for doing a TV interview in 1964? Oh, this was the one about when um, somebody was knocked over outside the front of school and he was he was talking about it and yeah. his, his school didn't like it, basically. I'm surprised you got that. I was expecting you to get mad about it. No, I think that's a perfectly reasonable question. The lady, uh, the girl, the girl was died. I know, I know. I nearly got run over by a car once. Did you? Yep. I was standing. Do you know, this is not going to make any sense to anybody, but I'm going to explain this to Michael. You know when you're going down the road towards the Robin Hood pub and yes. you get to you go past Itchen College yes. and then on the corner there's the first school and the yeah, yeah, yeah. right where I went to that corner there yeah. I was crossing that road with a lollipop lady in the middle when a car went vroom round the corner and would have hit me if he had been like five centimetres closer well, what fortuitous escape you have had. And I was like... Whoa. Did you see yellow flash before you No, not really. I was like, anyway, <laughs> la, 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 Well, la. I know we do have a couple of listeners in Southampton, at least. So um, that one's for you, you guys. Know, you know, go go on a little Conversation to. Street pilgrimage. And then yeah. I went to school, because I was going to the middle school. Mm. All my schools were on the same road. So I went to Shelling Middle School. And uh, at lunchtime, well, just at the end of the lessons, they said, their master wants to speak to you. I was like, oh. 
Really? What have I done now? And it's like, did you get run over? Did you run over by a car? Yes, I did. Oh, did he go, great, I get to be on TV and talk about it now, like Ken Barlow. Well, I didn't die. Unless this is a dream. Shame. And I'm dead. In which case... Well, I mean, it's pretty close to your heaven, isn't it? You know, so, so, you know, there's you know. a lot of other things I could have be could okay. be thinking. Anyway, like question, January, question two. 29th of January, 1979. It's all right, this is going to be a short podcast because, as I say, we've only got two episodes to talk First about. First appearance of which character buying number five from Deirdre Langton for £7,000? I didn't hear what year you were saying. 1979. 1979, number a five. A character that lives in number five. Um, it's the first time we meet them. Number five. Bert Tilsley? Correct. Yes. 30th of January, 1989. See, in my fantasy, I'm married to somebody. My dying young schoolgirl fantasy, as Mm. I'm on the floor with my blood dripping into the drain, I'm dreaming that I'm married to a man who's really good at Coronation Street trivia, but not good enough to know the answer to every question I ask him. Because that would be unrealistic. I was talking to Gemma the other day, because at least, at least once a week, sometimes twice or three times, Gemma comes up to me and tells me about a Coronation Street themed dream she's had. She's brilliant. (laughs) I, I, I never remember my dreams, but you always do, don't you? And they are fairly regularly about Coronation Street. I think that she should write them down. I think that we could like, make a bonus podcast out of Gemma's dreams. You said that people wouldn't be interested, but right. I don't know. I think if you want to hear about Gemma's Coronation like a... Street dreams, write in and let us know. There's some crazy well, stuff out there. I'll give you a preview about this week. Go on then. Zombie Apocalypse. Then we'll get to question three. Zombie Apocalypse, where Steve and Tracy McDonald have to go and find batteries to power a hospital bed because Amy's hurt her leg. Oh, you hadn't told me that one, had you? I did, yeah. Did you? Oh, I forgot. See, I can't even remember your dreams, let alone my own. (laughs) And the night before last, I dreamt that Jack P. Shepard wanted me to go to Dubai with him because he had a flat there and nobody wanted to go. And he said, please, you will come with me, won't you? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, don't leave me alone. (laughs) So you had a really (laughs) tragic, sad Jack P. Shepard who just wanted a friend to move to Dubai with him. But he was like, I got the impression that everyone had already been to Dubai loads of times and they didn't want to go anymore. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll go to Dubai with <laughs> no, you. No one else will, Jack. That's fine. There you go. For more of that, just write in and let us know. It's no reflection upon um, upon the actual person of Jack P. Shepherd. I'm sure he would, wouldn't say no to a little trip to he Dubai plays, with you. I think he plays get a on caricature of, my, of himself in my dreams. He doesn't play himself. It's like the extras. <laughs> oh, I think there's a fa- there's a fairly thin line, to be honest. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not paying him to appear in my dreams. So. <laughs> right, 30th of January, 1989. Alan Bradley opens his company... What is it called? Well, that's obviously a ridiculous question. Well, we talked about him having a company, didn't we? Yes, yeah, so it was a security system. It? Right, so what kind of... It's, right, so it's... Alan Bradley Security Systems Limited. You're so close, you've got two words right there. Alan Bradley. No. Security. Bradley Security. No. Security Systems. Yeah. <laughs> it's not difficult to think of. You're so close. Weatherfield Security Systems. Yes. Yay! <laughs> I would definitely uh, get a point It's like for that. we just recreated the writer's room for coming up with that name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little brainstorming session there. Of... How long did it take them to come up with that gem? About as long as... This we... was, these are the days before every business and shop had to be a pun. No, I mean, I don't know what a Bradley Security Systems... I've got, I, can't, I can't do it off the cuff. What would it be called these days? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try because I'll just make myself look stupid. Um, more than I did already so far this episode. Question four? Uh, I mean, I can't help you with puns. Uh, 30th of January, 2004. Who does Shelley Unwin refuse to go out with again 
because he's a mummy's boy. Eric Gartside. That's correct. Oh, 20 years since that classic appearance. That was great. When I was away in France, didn't get to see it the first time, but it's just been recently on ITV3. Here's another iconic appearance. 30th of January 2009, who dies of a heart attack outside Weatherfield General? (gasps) Mike Scott! Yes. Ah, classic, classic, excellent death there. Best side character Corey Ten that there's ever been. Love it. And star of Harry Hill's TV Burp on I think numerous he, occasions. I think he might have appeared on Harry Hill's TV Burps more more appearances than he did on Coronation I, th- I think that is almost certainly true. Okay. Poor the ultimate question. 31st of January 2014. Funeral of which major character? T... No. Hang on. No, not Tina McIntyre. We've just been talking about that recently. 2014. 2014. We must have spoken about them dying. Have we had quiz questions about them dying recently? Yep. Ah. Hayley! Hayley Crawford, of Hayley. course. Gotta be Hayley. Well, that's kind of six out of six with a few No, clues. I haven't finished. It's the penultimate. Oh, I thought you only did five these days. Oh, you spoiled yeah, well, me. I did some extra ones because I thought some of these tonight. were good and easy. 2nd of January, 2004. Which like character Tracy. has to appear in court for hitting a minor... Gets frustrated and shouts at the magistrates and then ends up in a cell overnight. Rita? Yeah. Yeah. The old busybody. Birthday time. Oh, yeah, full marks for me with a few clues. I've taken it. He's got a birthday coming up. <laughs> 3rd of February, Doris Speed. But when? Nobody knows. Annie Walker. 4th of February, Peter Ash. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Peter Ash. Charles Dale. He, he, he replied to my curry uh, AI generated tweets. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to, if you're enjoying my AI, this week's AI Jaws Coronation Street, I am seriously going to end it soon because I'm really running out of themes to do. I don't want to feel like, I don't want to repeat them. There's probably loads more. But every Monday now is, that's the added pressure of, what do I do this week? Is my AI Jaws in the style of, but we did Family Guy this week and Peter Ash, even though he didn't feature in them, approved. So You said we, but I take much. no credit for any of this. You don't. It's nothing to do with me. It takes far too long because I have to generate like a good 50 pictures sometimes to so get a decent well. one. I know. It's like you can't live without pressure and stress. That's I know. I'm telling I myself feel... I need to quit. I'm, it's, it's a disease, Gemma. Yes. <laughs> AI generated Coronation disease. Street summaries. It's a disease. This is why I feel sorry for you because you do lo- loads of work on the podcast and it seems difficult. But I also refuse to feel that bad for you. And everyone, listen, this is true. Because you just make work for yourself. If you lived on a desert island, you'd still find some way to make yourself wake up at, like, with the crack of dawn to do some kind of boring, stupid stuff that nobody needs you to do for no reason whatsoever. And then be stressed by the end of the day with, like, what to show. I don't know, you've sorted all the seashells into colours. I I said said at the end of your podcast, didn't I? Like, if I try something new this year, people stop me. But this AI thing was before then, but... I'm going to stop well, we've myself. we've got projects, don't we? We we've do have ideas. project ideas. We've got some this, things yeah. that we want to do this yeah, year. Yeah, we do. But um, Which no, I may, I may, I may stop them soon. Right, okay. I'm going to say then, end of February is going to be the end of AI. No. Yes. No, don't say yes. that. Yes, I am. Yes. No, you can't make me. Yes, I can. I, oh. See, you, you spent hours doing it. Yeah, but, I, but at least it's an easy thing to do. It's just mostly pressing refresh on my browser while it re, regenerates different. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Next. Where are we? Birthdays. Charles Dale, who played Dennis Stringer, was born on the 4th of February alongside Peter Ash. Not alongside, probably a different 
different place. <laughs> yeah, different mums. Seventh of February, Stuart Wolfenden, who played Mark Casey. Eighth of February, also played. Quiz time back to you, Gemma. I don't know who you what you're Also about. played um, Jackson Hodges' dad. Mm. Oh no! Trivia, trivia. Eighth uh, of February, Glenn Hugel, who played Alan McKenna. 9th of February, Barbara Young, who played Doreen Fenwick, and Alan Rothwell, who plays David Barlow. That's like the third Ooh, time that he's he? been mentioned in my little sphere of... When else? So I know he was mentioned on the programme. Somebody was talking about him on uh, Reddit. Were they? What did they say? Yes. He's got a brother who's called David. He, he's oh, dead. okay, okay. Because well, I think somebody was saying, oh, Tommy Orbington, uh, where the county's all made up by um, Ian McLeod. And somebody was like, no, what? it wasn't. Where really County's been a thing. Back Weatherly when... County's been a thing since the beginning of Coronation. <clears throat> Not quite. It, it oh, wasn't well, called no. Weatherly County at the beginning. There was a football team, but I don't think it was called Weatherly County. Even when like David was on it, it might not have been called it all the time. But it was... I think it was like County, but... Yeah, yeah, but you know it's County. Yeah, it's been a, county. yeah exactly. It's been a thing. Well, it's been in the show. Ask Gary. It's, it's Weatherfield County. has been in the 1888. show for... 1888. Yeah, over 100 years. That's he exactly knows. when it was founded. I know for a fact yeah. it was 1888. Let's get Alan Rothwell on the podcast. He's still he's still going. Let's get them all before they go. Yeah, right. That's it. That's it. Let's... Do you think he'd want to be on the show? I'd love to talk to him. I I would. Love I'd say, what to was it like to, to die in Australia? Yes. How, do you think your life <laughs> since then has been a dream? Because I started to think mine is. Did you ever thought that you could still be on Coronation Street if you weren't killed off in Australia? You could be alongside. What would it be like if Ken had a brother that was still alive? I think it'd be fascinating. He'd be like, chill out, Ken. He's such a square. <laughs> it'd probably be absolutely normal because we'd have been used to it and. We'll never wow. know. We'll never well, know. Well, listen, if any of you are about to die, why not fantasise about that? For, I'm still waiting for um, David Barlow and um, Valerie Barlow to come and haunt Ken in a dream, but they're the older versions of themselves. Well, she kind of already did a little bit. Well, that was well, a, a documentary. She came and haunted him in a documentary. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. It's going off the rails. Let's get on to this week's Street Talk. Right, on to this week's Street Talk then. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a short one. We've got two episodes. We've got five storylines to talk about. And we're going to be starting off with, oh, baby, which is the Tommy O storyline. And what do you know? Tommy Orpington and Tracy have had it off this week. Who could have seen that coming apart from everybody? I thought this was a really good story. Um, I was uh, a bit on the fence when I heard that it was going to be happening. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of did know it was going to happen. My predictions were, I did know it was going to happen. But, um... It's been great, hasn't it? Yes, much better than I would have thought because I don't like affair storylines. No, and, and I mean... also I don't want to be. Uh, what's the word? No, it's fine to say this. I was like, I don't know if we can really, you know, Tommy Orpington, the actor. It, it, yeah, Matt Milburn. No, not a regular cast member. No, I love Doctor Gaddis, but I have the same reservations. If Will she were to have us... them in the, as a as a make them making them a main character. Or even, like, you know, a side character. Is that going to ruin it? Mm. I don't want that there to was, happen to Dr. Gaddis. There was nothing to ruin with Tommy no, Orpington, nobody, was there? But Dr. Gaddis, yeah, put her in an affair storyline with Steve and it could just go south. There's no there's no Tommy Orpington hairstyle fan account. <laughs> this is true. So, um, yeah, we'll talk more, more about that later. But, yeah, really great stuff. Then we got the Burn, Bailey, Burn story, which is a new one for this week. Could have called it that, that last week. 
Are they mad about that? They're mad at Ed. Oh yeah, people are mad. People didn't really like Ed anyway. I know. We've always really liked Ed. And well, what do we think now? We'll have to find out. Find out in a little bit. Undercover journalist is about bonking Bethany. Sexy journalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Size of house, size of house. Yep. He's ever nice house. And finally, little bit, the Paul the Plug storyline. Oh, you've got five puns there. I, yeah, I do my best, you know. They're not, they're not, none of them are for the ages, but... Well, I think we should submit a series of puns at the beginning of the year and they should just work around them. Oh, I'd love to. I've done. I've played the game before where I've like made up my own Coronation Street storyline puns and thinking, what would the story be? I think that's and a when you game. played this game, nice were you experiment. alone? Yeah, quite possibly. I think I might have even done it on the, the Facebook group once and said, oh, come up with the storyline title pun and what would the story be? I think that would be a legitimate strategy for coming up with fun kind of kooky storylines for Coronation Street. I, I recommend say, it for any uh, Cory writers listening. Come up with the pun first yeah. and then just see where it takes you. I'm going to say people, that uncharitable people might say that it might actually work out better. <laughs> But I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I would never say so like that. Right, um, can I take the um, the Tommy O storyline, please? You like please? to talk about infidelity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And football, your two favourite things. Right, I love infidelity and football, yeah. so That's um, funny because they, that was the alternative title for Footballers Wives. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kind of glad that Steve was out the picture this week because... Sorry, but he was the weak link of this last week, or one of the weak links. Although, I mean, we were complaining about Tim and Kevin and Kirk uh, in last week's podcast, and they were actually very tolerable this week. It's because Steve won there. Well, yeah, maybe it was, but he's he's still kicking himself that he's not going to be around when Tommy comes to paint the ceiling later on today, because he's got to go and see his drag of a daughter over in Paris. And he's bought put in these biscuits and he just wants to make everything perfect for him and Tracy's like what are you doing about you're obsessed with this guy I've got a question clearly is Americans or non-Brits Canadians Australians it's it's a very cultural thing in this country if a builder comes around you buy them biscuits and you make a big deal about you buying the builder some biscuits and you eat most of them yourself and you have to offer them tea throughout the day what do you do in America when Mm. when contractors as you call them come over that's a very good question do you get them a bud light yeah we have yeah and we had people doing something in our dog. cellar last year and we bought them these plate of biscuits didn't we? i do that it's, every it's time. Thing. whenever whenever we have people working i, I make it my because i work from home myself so i you know one year we had people doing our bathroom and i got them a big i made a big crate full of ice with all different types of soft drinks and i paid attention to which ones they they preferred and then i got them more of those it's a bit awkward when I've become a bit too obsessed with it. We have but... got a we have got a um a box of biscuits still sitting by the front door that we were going to give to the bin men as a uh, Christmas but present. But I heard that we? they're not allowed to accept gifts now. Oh, but that, that's Can't what they, they said say about they found teachers it in the as bin? well. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Found it in the bin. Found it in a bin. Do you want one? Do you want yeah. a pink wafer? <laughs> um, anyway, Steve heads off to France. Goodbye for now. He's only he's only gone for a week, isn't he? So he's going to be back next week or whenever it is that they catch up with it. But um, we do get the tease of Kevin and Kirk and Tim still heavily featuring in this storyline because they're there just staring adoringly as their hero, Tommy O, pulls up on the street. So later on... They've, they've made a start. Tracy brews up and uh, Tommy says, no, it's fine. I don't need anything. I prefer to be self-sufficient. They they get talking as the day goes on and the next episode about um, 
about his ex-wife and how he must really have done a number on him if he, if he thinks that accepting tea and biscuits is a bit too needy. And he's like, yeah, she was a bit of a cow, really. Um, so the, the seeds are sown fairly early on that he's come out of a bad relationship with a bit of a bit of a Mardi mare, quite possibly. Um, but I think at this moment, he's he, well, he says later that he's not ready he's to not settle down. not looking for love. Not looking for love, but... Um, yeah, and he's even somewhere to stick it. If he was looking for love, he really would do well to avoid Tracy. She's she McDonald. can be loving. I think in her own one special point, way, she loves Steve. This man kind of. was being fought over by two women who have killed their significant others. <laughs> yeah, I so know. he's like he's like um, a cute duckling swimming around in a piranha pond. Mm. He's got no idea the dangers that await him. He thinks he's painting your dado rails, but no, he's dinner. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Um, so we we then um, have he, he, they're having this chat. Tim and Tim and everyone come round. Like, is, Tim, is Tommy ready to come out to play? I I'm not alone in this. I they they were a lot more tolerable, tolerable and this funny. week. It's actually quite funny. And it, it actually really was. And I don't know whether it was just Steve wasn't there, whether it was the writing last week when they were fawning over him, fanboying over him. Well, there's just lots didn't of work. things that go into it, like the performances, is the the director as well. Perhaps. Yeah, you because they were still being way. remarkably immature. Mm. But they weren't just kind of chanting well, it also, in like, But they were doing a bit of chant. I don't know. I don't know what it was. It's also us too, like, depending on what day it is. We oh, yeah, what mood we're in. Well, I was, yeah, I was perfectly ready to see as much of this as possible this week, really. But anyway, um, Tracy sends them off on their way and <laughs> tells Tommy that he can use the house as a hideout should he want to over the next few days. So, end of the day, Tracy's chatting with Tommy again about their useless spouses. And Tommy's like, yeah, my wife, she didn't care about me. It was our indifferent, her indifference to me that finished the relationship off. Nobody's going to own me again, he says. No woman, not anybody. Is this not off-putting to, to women? Not, no. Some Tracy doesn't seem to find this off-putting. But if a man starts boasting to me about how his wife was a bitch and... And it was all her fault that the relationship went wrong. I really, really super suspicious. Tracy thinks that all women, apart from her, are yeah, bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. she's just like, oh she's yeah, not, she's not that's because you haven't girl, met me she? before. She's not what? She's not a girls. She girl. is not a girls' girl. Oh well, apart from Paula Martin in that time. Well, that was just <laughs> that was just for story purposes. She, she'd done. She'd experimented in prison before. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, Kurt comes round again. Tracy sends him off again. They end up sharing a beer and a, and a bit of a song in the garden. And right from this point, I was like, they re- they really a song do have in the garden. Yeah, they have a bit of a sing together. I don't remember what they sing, but they have a, they have. Oh, yeah. a, oh no, it was in the kitchen, wasn't yeah, it? They go to the garden yeah, for a bit, kitchen. and they. And yeah, they're in the kit. Yeah, they they really do have some great chemistry. And I'm just being a massive, massive hypocrite with this story because I, <laughs> what, a, you? N- nearly a year yeah. ago, when um, Tracy couldn't wait to drop her drawers for Damon, I was slagging her off something rotten and saying, "How how can she? She's uh, unfaithful." Uh, what what uh, what as old slappers up Sarah Louise is? And no, you know I really do like Sarah as a character. But even so, she deserved that. But with Tracy, I'm not feeling that at all. Are you? Are you feeling? I mean, I don't think you felt as mad at Sarah as I did. But what's? What do you think what about you Tracy? Me about? Do what? Do, do you do you feel bad? Do you think that Tracy is a bad person? Are you are you finding it difficult to watch this because you're thinking, no, no, Sarah, uh, Tracy, <laughs> okay. you okay? You why would you do this? Why would you break up you and Steve? Oh, I can't believe it. Steve's better off without you. Or are you thinking, oh, this is quite kind of fun and racy? I get. This is where I get mm, this weird 
double standard where sometimes I'm saying, well, you know, they've written it's an affair story, so she's got no choice. Mm. And sometimes we'd be like, why is this character making this decision? They're stupid and it and and wrong. And in this, this in this case, I am thinking, like, oh, oh, Tracy's got to have an affair with him. They've written it down now, so she might as well enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly looked that way. And even like with Sarah, I didn't care particularly about her and Adam as a couple. Like if if she goes off with Damon and leaves Adam, whatever. I'm not invested in the in that Barlow partnership whatsoever. But actually, Tracy and Steve, I. I am invested in, so it makes even less sense that I don't yeah, care one weird. jot about this little affair storyline. No, story I feel line. the same way about it. I think it's because, I think it's because we're supposed to. I think I get the impression I'm supposed to be like, oh Sarah, so taboo and sexy. Oh look at her with bad boy Damon. Oh, oh no, that's terrible. And it doesn't help that she's like Damon. <laughs> oh, my pants fell down. Um, whereas this, these are like it's a bit more. I could say mature. Yeah. It's a bit more like just two people going, gosh. Do you want to do it? Yeah, like, it's not worked out for me what's happened. That's the thing. There's, It's more kind of, like, steamy with, with um Damon and, and Sarah. It's like, we're animalistically attracted to one another biologically. Yeah. Oh, we cannot resist. Ripping each the, other's clothes the, off. The, your body's giving off pheromones. I cannot resist. Whereas, like, ugh. Well, I don't really, I'm not interested in that. Mm. I mean, there was definitely a bit of lust between Tracy and, and it wasn't, it wasn't exactly, you know, he didn't sweep her off her feet with a bunch of roses or anything, but. Uh, um, yeah. And also I, I think, um, I think it's because we don't know very much about Tommy O, do we? No, no. And, and Damon is just such a, a bad character. Like not, I don't mean he's a, he's like bad to watch or anything. He's like a naughty man. He's a, bad, he's a very he's a naughty. He's a very man. naughty boy, and he's very complicated. And so when Sarah gets into a relationship with him, you're thinking, oh, this is gonna make this is just gonna make plots for months now, and I'm gonna have to watch them having heart yeah, to hearts and, and crying. Whereas this just yeah. feels quite uncomplicated and yeah. a bit a bit more. Less, there's less baggage, isn't there? There's a lot less baggage mm, here. Mm. And in a way, I'm kind of thinking, you know, Steve deserves this because he's a useless husband. But then I feel bad because it's not his fault but that also, he's useless. He's just been written that way. I know that. I don't know where this story is going at all. I don't know what the fallout's going to be. No, but I can just imagine it just being a silly joke by the end of the at the end of the story. If Steve's like, you know, oh well, I'm Eskimo brothers now with uh, with my hero. Mm. Oh great! I don't. I don't really care. I guess I'd shag him too if he'd have me. Me and Tommy rub noses. Tosi and Tommy rub other bits. You know, yeah. So I can imagine this turning out to be not a big deal and kind of funny. I mean, he's clearly it's, going to find out at some point, is, isn't is he? Is his heart going to break? Fifty-fifty on it at the moment. If it did, fine. You know, whatever. That makes more sense. But the way the character of Steve is in no way a character I take seriously. So I guess I also don't feel bad about stuff like this that happens to him because he'll just gurn and get on with his day. I th- I, I, like, I, Adam will be... Adam's been brooding and fallen out of taxis for, for, mm. for months over Sarah. I don't feel like that's going to happen to, to Steve. Simon Gregson has proven multiple, multiple occasions in the past... How long has he been in the show? 30 years? More than that? That he can do... Brilliant! Yeah. He's a superb performer. He's dramatic, but the way that he performer. he's been written at the moment, he's just a, he's a, just a duff joke. Well, we isn't always he? talk about but, what so they I, do to lobotomize middle-aged women, but Steve yeah, is the Steve example is, of a Steve man. Is the, who's the, the a man Gale, basically. Yeah. Um, and man I think Gale. I think when he finds out, he's he's going to be like, 
What you you what you've been when my I I just I can't imagine yeah. a serious reaction from him unfortunately so I kind of prepared myself for that but I I don't I don't think he's going to break up with Tracy over it and he's obviously like you said going to be torn between the fact that it's Tommy O he's probably going to ask whether he wouldn't mind a threesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> Steve, I know Stephen Fra- you, you just don't know with somebody like him. He probably would proud. like to show off. Yeah, I'm in, like, a, I'm in a throuple wife, with Tommy Orpington. Stick shag- that in your pipe and smoke it, Tim. It wouldn't be my wife shag Tommy Orpington. It'd be Tommy Orpington fancies my wife. Yeah, That yeah. makes me cool. I've got something he wants. Well, I wonder whether <laughs> when it comes out, it's only going to partly come out first and he's going to realise that Tommy is making eyes at Tracy and he's going to, yeah, maybe be showing off by saying, like you just said, hey, Tommy, yeah, Tommy fancies my wife, I've got the prize. But then he's going to realise what's actually happened. Um, I I hope that they don't split up over it because I do do enjoy um, the the McDonald's together. But I also can't see... Tracy and Tommy Orpington being a new couple in. No, I also no, don't no, think no. Tommy Orpington's going to be in the show for longer than a few months. No, he he. The character has said, "Yeah, I'm not interested in commitment." But equally, he also said, "I only, you know, let's do it once." And by the end of Wednesday's episode, he was making eyes at her, maybe up for a second half, you know. But I don't. Yeah, it's it's just strangely it's fun. Strangely fun. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so they they yeah. Tommy's saying, "Um, sorry, I've lost where we are." No, back in the kitchen. Oh yeah, Tommy's saying, "We're not swans. We don't mate for life." Um, and they're still swanning about later, and she's saying, "Um." Oh, you, you owe me for all the times that we couldn't go to fun places because Steve had to watch the football. Uh, oh, this is when they're folding the, the sheet. He's getting ready to go, isn't he? And they're this annoyed me. They 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 then this is n- ma- mouths nearly touch as they as they fold the sheet together. This is classic coronation. Classic sheet, curry and folding. They've been doing it since the beginning of the show, where they start with good intentions, folding something, and then they just bundle it into a big. You have made your stance on Chloe folding clear on numerous episodes. And of the then throw it on the floor. floor. Yeah, it's true. Look out for it. It's, if, you, if, you, if you start to notice it, it'll be worse than the empty there cups. Are very few people that can actually fold things and maintain the integrity of the folded item throughout a scene. And yeah, it That's is like true. A bit Maureen Lippman could. Probably. That's how you know you've got a top class actress I know people there. <laughs> complain about empty cups, but as we saw this week, quite often they look empty, but they're not empty. Did we? Did we? Did there we was somebody empty? that drank out of a cup that looked like it didn't have, it wasn't full. But well, it might have been. Most of the time, when the people say that they, they don't have anything in their cups, they do actually have something in their cups. And I know that it annoys people that work on it that people say there's nothing in their cups because <laughs> there is actually something in their cups. They're not that good at acting. They have to have something in their cup. Do you think that they like? Do you think they have little mini acting workshops in Coronation Street? Can you imagine like on the no staff notice boards? Yeah. There's like. Um, so and so, William Roach is running a class at two thirty tomorrow afternoon on how to convincingly hold an empty cup of coffee. Always tip your cup towards the camera so they can see you actually do have tea in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, anyway, so Wednesday's episode. Well, remember we watched oh, okay, a, we not. watched a, a scene with um, Samir and um, Mikey, Mikey, where they had food prepared for them. That was real food, mm. and they never even used it in the scene. But they had a whole meal that was cooked. Yeah, in that scene, Mikey did definitely have an empty cup of coffee though or tea that Samia gave him yeah but he didn't drink out of it he did he did a he did a fake slurp definitely did definitely um right Wednesday's episode it's not as easy to spot an empty cup as you think 
Wednesday's episode. What can they do about it? I don't know. Wednesday's episode. Kirk and Kevin are getting very excited about the possibility of meeting up with Tommy again today after he blew them out the previous episode. Um, blew them out? Yeah, saying, go away. You... Blew them off. Blew them away. I don't, I don't want to get into rescue I've territory with this. I've blew them out. Maybe it's a, just it's a Michael thing. Michael Bailey Is that what it. you do to me? No, I don't. I invite you in. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Confusing. Right, um, Tommy arrives at the house, starts to decorate, and again, she cops an eye of his bum. Basically, the flirty He's banter got a dirty resumes. Bum. Yeah, you did. He had a painter's bum, didn't he? And when they cuddled early, uh, at the end of the episode, I was thinking, if you're going to get just paint all down your front. Maybe that's that's the how uh, she gets found out in the end. Paint flex She's got on, paint her on her boobs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the uh, development with this uh, relationship on Wednesday's episode was that Toya gets involved. Toya's not had anything to do recently other than serve drinks at the bistro. Well, this week she does. She goes to the flower shop, gets chatting to Mary and saying, I don't need men anymore. I've got rid of Spider. I've killed off Imran. Who, I'm, I'm fine. Apart from that Tommy Orkins, Orkins and he's a bit of a riot, isn't it? She does fancy him. She does. Why? I don't know. Do you think she just likes tall men? <laughs> I really don't know. Because Spider was tall, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. very tall. And so is Tommy Orpington. And I'm going to say, yeah. not a lot of tall men on the cast. So that's probably why she's not, you know, falling for anybody else. I don't... That, that is true. Um, I don't know how old Tommy Orpington is, but... She does. She. Well, do oh, no, I'm just that Toya generally in the past has preferred an older man, hasn't she? Uh, Imran's but... younger. Oh yeah, of course he is. He's much. Younger. <laughs> what am I talking about? She'll have anyone to build Toya. Anyone she proves. can climb up. Basically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, she is very interested <laughs> to hear that he's divorced. I just don't think that he's her type no, at, at all. all. What will they talk about? Yeah. Paint swatches. No. Tommy, I think, is only interested in football. I don't Imran I don't believe was into football I'm going to say certainly I don't, wouldn't care I'm, go, I'm going to say that a man who pursued professional football and then went into a practical career is not going to be a fly-by-night philosopher or any great intellectual I'm sorry if that's offensive but I just think there's <laughs> lots of other things you could do as a job and I know that you get a lot of money as a tradesperson but I just think that after having had a very physical career, you wouldn't jump into something else that's going to wreck your body if you could use your brain mm, for mm. something. And so Toya thinking that she's going to have anything to talk to Tommy Orpington about is kind of adorable. She um, Tra- Tracy hears about this and uh, strides over to see Toya, who's getting mega flirty with him outside number one later. And uh, but she she's interested. I suppose you know he does. It, you, you said he's, he's, they've got nothing to talk about, but he does do charity work, doesn't he? And Toya. Um, is interested Ugh. in that at least. Gosh, so how annoying. So what maybe annoying that's how they'd while away the winter evenings imagine? talking about how they're raising money for charities. Yeah, can you imagine hanging out with them too? <laughs> really insufferable. Tracy comes over and once Tommy goes inside, she I suppose she, she put Toya off by saying that he's a really bad decorator or else. I, I don't know. But it, it worked and, and that was the end of that. I um, think she's saying something like he's he's a bit of a flirty... Bertie. Did he? I don't Did remember. She? I don't know, but anyway. He's, he's, he's not very good at... Do you think that's it? Was this a, let's get Toya out of the bistro scene, what can she right, do, Toya's let's have a fancy... we some episodes this, this month, what can we do? Would, would, would you like to see a Toya versus Tracy? I, no. I kind of... I, in, in a way I would, but also I kind of know that Tracy would wipe the floor with her and yeah, I don't want to see league. that. They are a little bit. 
Um, like, I mean, they, they have both, as, as you said, oh, they've both murdered their significant others. So they've got... Yeah, but Tracy really thought it think. through, whereas it was more impulsive. It shows that she's not got that killer instinct. No, but, I mean, you know, maybe if they're locking horns, having a bit of a cat fight, and Toya just instinctively Toya gouges her eyes out. people alone who have vans that she can get locked in. Yes, yes, I agree. Um, anyway, so that's the end of that. Um, I... I, I've not looked at any previews of this story, but I am not expecting that particular angle to go anywhere. Although, if Tommy's staying on the street, it would be interesting to see, like, does Toya remark on the fact that Tracy recommended him to, to Sally? And I don't know. I don't expect anything. So, um, they go inside, talk Tracy and, and Tommy, more flirting. Tommy's fixed the kitchen cupboard. Oh, what a guy. Um, he, I mean, he could do many things. He could do things for you, couldn't he, Gemma? We Tommy Orpington. Really we have we have got a faulty kitchen cupboard. I've done my best, but my my talents at handymanship only, only stretch so far. I could seduce somebody for a, for a day. Do you reckon? Yeah, to just get to get some odd jobs done. Bobs. I need somebody to sort out the need to put my hallway. Yeah, the shelves need putting up. We need somebody to sort out the hallway light. We need somebody to sort out the outside light and the decking light. Mm. And I also we have had a list of things to do with this house since we moved in a couple of years ago. We haven't got very far in it. To go under the under the sink storage. Yeah, there's a leak under the under the sink that needs to be sorted out. Well, hang on a minute, Tommy. You know he can fix the shelf. He can fix the cupboard. I mean, but I don't know whether he could do all that. But Maybe you could, because he's a, as you say, he's a, he's a proper guy, isn't he? He's a real well, man. Yeah. Um, I I mean... And he's so charitable. But... Maybe you, he'd do it for free if he's so into charity. I'll tell you what he couldn't do, though, Gemma. Uh. Couldn't, couldn't do a podcast. But he'd got no idea about audio editing. Well, no, I don't know anything about the editing side. Um, before well, anybody... Come... Yeah, but he couldn't make notes for 10, 11 years about a pod, uh, about a programme and make an excellent podcast about it, so... Before we anybody makes any comments about feminism and how I should do this all myself, I could do everything myself around this house, but then what was the point of having a husband? I already do 90% of the things that need doing. All you have to do is take the bins out. So before anybody comes at me and says that I should put my own shelves up, you can just do one because well, I already we, do enough. We, we co-fixed that light bulb earlier, didn't we? It Maybe wasn't just a normal light bulb, in case you're thinking it's just a normal light bulb. It, 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 you, had oh, to, you had to unscrew a whole fitting system to get into I had that. to remove washers and everything. It was, it was a tough it job. It was really hard work. Might, might have even given Tommy Orpington a bit of a five-minute head scratch to figure that one and out. Also, Although he probably wouldn't have had to have stood on a stool like I did, to be fair. We can, yeah, exactly. We can decorate. We are sitting we in need, a room that we decorate. Yeah, we don't need Tommy Orpington to decorate. We need advanced skills, which it obviously doesn't have. <laughs> also, we need somebody to plug up holes downstairs, please. Anyway, talking about plugging up holes... And I also um, need things to start, fix the fence. Things are getting moving quite quickly between Tracy and Tommy. Basically, he's kind of saying... They're, they're just proper flirting. And she says, oh, I'm not interested. She's tries to, He tries to move in. She's like, no, 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 I can't. And he's like, oh, maybe I'll give Toya a ring then. And then she grabs him and goes in for a snog. He's like, you're mine. You're not going back to that bore Toya so Tommy immediately comes to his senses and is like I, I can't do this I don't need the aggro that this is going to bring and Tracy's like no no just a kiss it's fine he, he's like no I can't dabble with a married woman um, if we were to do anything <laughs> if we did just say just you know let's if let's, I did it by OJ Simpson yeah let's just let's have a thought experiment here if that happened it'd have to be a one off no strings what time did you say your dad was back again? 
<laughs> so they go upstairs. Like, He's not my real dad, baby. This is this is the one thing I was thinking uh, throughout the whole of this. Ken was remarkably absent throughout this, wasn't he? Considering he, for most of the time, he's just got his bum lodged in that chair. Where was he throughout any of this? And where was Amy? Is she? Was she? I don't even. What's she doing now? I know I that she's doing know. a shoulder volunteering, but is she is she at university? She, yes, maybe. I don't know. I just think that it was very convenient that they were, had the house alone just because one member of the family's bogged off to France. But anyway, um, they come down later and you knew, you know what they've been up to because they're doing up their shirt slash blouse and that's soap code for they did it. Um, <laughs> they did and, it, and, these uh, dirty, dirty birdies. Yeah, yeah. Tommy says, look, remember, that was a one-time thing. Nobody can ever know, etc., etc., etc. And then Ken comes <laughs> home, right on cue. No, I know. love this scene with uh, with Ken and Tommy, where Ken was trying to be like super polite with the decorator, wasn't he? And he was telling him all about. He was mostly talking to him about David, his brother, being a footballer and uh, yeah. back back in the day. And um, and Tracy's just like he looks like she wants the ground to swallow. Ken up, I suppose, because this conversation just needs to leave. Tommy needs to go, but Ken's this uber politeness at this decorator. It tickled me. It was quite funny. Um, so he finally manages to escape, does Tommy. Um, Strips out onto the street. Tim's there, who beats about the bush for a little bit before asking him out for a drink. He's like, oh, Tommy, you're my absolute number one. Please, Tommy, come and have a drink with me. Let me make up for that time that I hurt your leg, Tommy. Come on, Tommy. And Sally's kind of coming out of the bistro and just rolls her eyes at him as she goes past. Sally's Sally's was, was, was great on Wednesday's episode because she's just been fed up with how ridiculously fangirlish Tim's been about Tommy. But by the end of the episode, during the pub, she was having a lovely time. That, that scene in the pub at the end of the episode. It was, was a couple classic. Of, yeah, we, we want more Rover scenes families, workmates, neighbours coming together in the pub and that's exactly what we got there. Yes, it was confined to one booth, but it was it was great. It was a load of fun. So it was Tim, it was Kevin, it was Sally, Beth, um, Kurt comes along to join the fun. Um, then Sally eventually gets talking to Tommy about freshening up their bedroom, who are misses, and um, before we There's know it... There's a lot it, of innuendo. Just a, just a tad. Uh, before you know it, it seems like Tommy's sticking around for a little while longer. Mm. Then Tracy comes to the pub and she and um basic basically they they're gonna do it again, aren't they? He's gonna be decorating the Metcalves just opposite just so just well, across the road. He's obviously picked that job so yeah. that he can spend more time with her. Mm. Yeah, she's and she's like she's made her impression on him. Thinking of you all afternoon. And then she's like, Why do you have any kids? Oh yeah. That was really weird. Yeah, I can't remember. I was kind of... I wasn't losing interest at that point. But I think like, I just missed what happened. But yeah, Tommy can't have kids. Why don't you have so. any children? And he says, I can't. And she's like, phew. I can phone Dr. Gaddis and cancel that emergency <laughs> contraception appointment then. I don't I don't need this to be a story where Tracy gets pregnant. I really, really don't. And I think if it does, then it's like... It just makes it automatically a lot more boring. Tracy isn't going to have Tommy's baby, is she? Clearly, she's not. I'm not interested in this to be at all. Oh, should I have an abortion or not? Maybe. Imagine Steve. Steve though. raising yeah. Tom Wilkington's baby. <laughs> Actually, that could be quite funny. Tracy's like, we need need to get rid of this baby. Sorry, two men Steve. And a baby. Yeah, and Steve would be like, no. Yeah, I Don't could be. Abort it, I could be the dad of Tommy Orpington's baby. What if it's a boy? Ridiculous. What if it's a boy? And then it grows up to be the the, 
the striker for Weathy County is too much. It's too much of a big opportunity to pass by. <laughs> Amy's just a boring girl, I will... and she's just related to me. I would say there could be scope in that, but I've just got a feeling I'd be watching it the rolling fact, my eyes at Steve. But at the Steve. fact that they brought this up, like, do you, why don't you have children? It just felt like that is nothing you ask anybody ever. Never say to somebody, why don't you have children? You, you're not going to like the answer most of the time. It's going to be really tragic or it's going to make you look like an asshole. Mind your business and imagine all the reasons you could possibly think of because there's not really loads of them. Well, I mean, ours is we've got a cat. What else do we need? We've got a cat and a podcast. There's no time <laughs> no for time. I'm a teacher. <laughs> all these things combined that, um, yeah. But, I know, how old's Tracy now? 45, 46 and also that or tragic so, so. water slide accident. What? <laughs> that has not happened. We we could if we wanted to. We just choose. We just not haven't to. even tried. <laughs> could have ten now if yeah. I wanted to. Could you turn it off? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We need to give the fans what they want. Um, anyway, maybe so that, they want a new generation of podcasters. You never thought of that, did you? Who's going to carry who on? Who will legacy? carry on the lineage once we're once we're gone? We need to tr- we need to train them up. Yeah. Maybe we'll just adopt one. Well, I try, I try. I do try. I try my best to get the children that I teach at school interested in Coronation Street by dropping it into lessons at least, you know, once a week. If Uncle so, Albert has three nobody's come up to me yet and bags said, of apples. Yeah, nobody's come up to me yet and said, Mister Hudson, you know, you know, you said that Coronation Street is really good. It I is. You. And I was like, yes. That's the light bulb moment of teaching. Hooray! Forget I've, I've suddenly them. got somebody to learn their times tables or understand what the subjunctive mood is in literacy. I or, don't know what that is. Yeah, that's fine. You've only got a degree in English, but I, I know, I know you don't do it. But no, I have got a child into Coronation Street. That that is all I got into teaching. For. Michael, do they like gladiators? Yes, yes. Do I've they? had I've had had a few conversations. I think you know I, my street cred oh, in school up, just up. just up a slither. Because you watched it this week. Did you tell him you watched it get filmed? Oh no! I could make it go even higher yeah, than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah no. I, I told a, I I was actually able to get somewhat down with the kids this right. week and have conversations with say, who their favourite gladiator you know, has been. Children when I was young, they used to call me Wolf. <laughs> so I'm hairy. They, they wouldn't get it. They wouldn't get it. Um, no, I have got another story about that conversation that I need to tell you later, but won't tell <laughs> you on the, the podcast. Air. I'll tell you. Yeah, I've got secrets. an off the air story about that. We have no secrets from our listeners. <laughs> um, anyway, that was a lot of fun. I've written down a quote here, but I can't remember where it came from. Which was, "I promise not to scream when you fart and waft the duvet." But then you've written on Clauber under it. Like, I don't Uncle think it was Albert about Uncle. No, I think that was something about Tracy saying about the vowels that they made. I don't know, but. I, I, I still don't buy the fact that they've been going through these terrible marital problems off screen. No. Yes, Steve is clearly a bad husband, but she knew what she was getting they, herself into. He's I, not changed that much in the past five years. Can I add in that you didn't need to construct an elaborate alibi for why Tracy's head would get turned by Tommy Orpington? No, they really didn't. They, they never normally bother with this. And honestly, there are plenty of women out there who haven't murdered their boyfriends, who would find Tommy Orpington enough of a head-turner to 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 go against even the most harmonious of marriages. Mm. And it's, it's, she's a flighty lady, isn't she, Tracy? She's got form for all this kind of stuff. We don't need to, you know, five throwaway lines. The fact that she just randomly planted. ended up in bed with Paula one New Year's Eve a couple of years yeah. ago proves that you don't need all that. No. Uh, and and I, I don't need the serious relationship conversation between her and Steve. We got a 
excellent example of that with Tyrone and Fizz when he went off with Alina. Sorry, you can't top that scene with these two, I, I don't believe. Um, I No, I, right, unnecessary. Let's move on then. Yeah, but it was nice that Uncle Albert got a reference, like you said. He got a shout out. Yeah. Um, right, that's that story. Now it's time for the Boone Bailey Boone story. Oh dear. What's happened This here? is good on Monday. So on Monday, uh, so I can't remember. What? Right, so on Monday, Dee Dee's like, oh, the This is just the episode after the fire, because the fire was last Friday. I said that the this payout, because of the fire, could wipe off all your debts. That's, that's brilliant. But just to check, you didn't do this on purpose, did you? Mm. And he's like, no, Michael could have died. And Dee Dee's like, well, you wouldn't lie to me, Dad. You haven't got form for it at all. <laughs> Swain gives Craig some paperwork about the fire that he she thinks he'll find interesting, uh, which is obviously the fire report with some information. Mm. Over at number three, Ed and Dee Dee are talking about what they can do to help Michael with his sudden onset of coughing. Because he's back, isn't he back? Well, he's, uh, yeah, he's yeah, happy he's that back Ed's home. home. It's a happy family. Everything's yeah. looking up. Michael's forgiven Ed, hasn't yeah. they? Have a, they had a lovely makeup him. scene in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. They do each other's face. Yeah, makeup. <laughs> um, there's I think this colour really suit your lips, Michael. <laughs> oh, I like this blue eyeshadow on your dad. <laughs> it's Craig. Craig's come to ruin everyone's day because that's all he does. Bloody these days. Craig this week. Bloody, bloody Craig. He says, Come down the station. Swain wants to ask you some questions about this. And he's like, Oh, I'm confused. I told you everything. And Craig says, Nope, you have to come. Dee Dee's going to go with you. And um, she's his solicitor. What I want to know this week is. Where was Joel? Why was, was Joel, Joel? Why was Joel not involved in this at all? Joel was with his his girlfriend, Lauren. Oh, oh Lauren, yes, of course. Now he's just he, what's he strangely up to? absent. He could have considering been. how big a Bailey week this was. Honestly, he it would have made more sense if he had been Ed's lawyer. You because know, he's kept sister. he's kept secrets he's like, from before. Well, and... listen, it's not appropriate for you to be a dad solicitor. Let me do it. Mm. So you lift this burden from you. They didn't. Did they all make? Did they fall out over? Him knowing about Ed's gambling? Is that why no, we don't do have Joel? I do not remember. I don't remember anything. He, made, he keeps making red sauce and she's sick of it. Maybe that's... Didi goes with him. Um, in the interview later, Ed is saying, I did I did drop out a, a bottle of white spirits, but I don't I don't remember saying a fire. He just says, yeah, there was... A, like I thought, yeah, white spirits, well, you know, like, not... Yeah, it's it, weird, yeah, you're but gonna it's like saying... That. Did you leave a bunch of nails on on the on the stairs for her hilarious Home Alone style escape where Michael skewered his foot while he was trying to run away? Yeah, I probably did because it's a builder's yard. There's gonna be white spirits and nails and blocks of wood and yeah and fire everywhere. <laughs> um, he didn't clear it. Well, he says, yeah, I, I, I forgot to clear it up. And then Spain's like, you know, we got information here that you've been visited by bailiffs because you've got gambling debts. It's like, yeah, but. That's not why I had a fire. That reminds me. I was... Every morning this week when I've got into my car to go after school, I've had a lovely um, waft of coffee. It's been lovely. Gemma's, oh, Gemma's no. spilled some coffee in the car. Um, it was so annoying. When was it? Sunday? And we thought we got it all up. But yeah, it's just lovely in coffee. It gives I knew me a bit that of a it was stinky boost. coffee just, in there. It's nice. Honestly, it's nice. Okay. So far, it's, it's At not least gone, it was only a Cortado, yet. which is like the, the smallest coffee you could possibly oh, ever buy. Yeah, so this is my little plug for... Costa's oh, no, it's hot milkshakes, which is the awful. special that they're doing at the moment. That child. is such a Michael thing. It really is. Like, I, I saw the sign for that. I, like, I have to have one of them. So far, I've had the salted caramel, or the, was it the caramel coffee fudge? I don't know. 
pretty good. And then earlier this week, the uh, white chocolate and, and strawberry. Oh, okay. Very, very tasty. It, it doesn't taste like, like hot chocolate. Thing. It's It tastes like it's been thickened with something that I don't <laughs> want to think too much about. But yeah, I've got the chocolate one to go. I mean, I, I hope they keep it. It's, I hate gets Costa. the thumbs up from me. Costa thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, you hate Costa coffee, Costa's don't you? awful. You just... It's just so milky and... I know everyone loves to rag on, to everyone loves to say, oh, Starbucks is the worst coffee in the world. But it, it tastes like coffee. Starbucks just tastes, Costa just tastes like milk. And I, so I have the, the Cortado is the only one I can have. Mm. But Nero is the best one for coffee. Yeah, but I only like the cold ones mostly, you know, the frappe, frappuccino yeah, but you just, yeah, kind the of milk things. I'm really fed up with the Starbucks like, ones because I've been having them the same flavours for 15 years. In uh, Pulp Fiction where they're like, I want a $5 milkshake. What makes a milkshake worth $5? I do not remember Like now when we, ever we go to any coffee shop, it's like, oh yeah, five, six pounds for a, for a milkshake <laughs> for a grown man, please. I am such a child. That's okay. Well, it keeps you young, doesn't I it? I don't have my, my alcohol vices. It's not very good don't for your drink. cholesterol, though. I know. I know. Gemma pointed out to me just a few days ago because <laughs> I've been so really proud, proud of, of yourself. Myself. You were Since so Since the beginning proud. of the year, not a square or bar of chocolate has passed these lips in my endeavours to get my really cholesterol impressive. down. I know, for me, yeah, because that's really, really good. I'm day. a massive chocolate pig. And we've got some <laughs> still in the cupboard as um, Christmas presents from the children There's from before Christmas. There's tons of chocolate. And I have not had a single one because that doctor nurse woman told me, don't have any chocolate. Um, but then I spilled it and I said, well, well, I can't remember whether you well, pointed Well, because you were out. drinking a hot chocolate. I have been sometimes as drinking hot chocolate and having Costa's hot milkshakes and a few other things, but not as much. It's got to count for something, you right? You have a hot chocolate every other day. No, I do you not. Do. Oh, you do. Lies. But Gemma made me some... We This is like the most off-topic podcast I've been for a while. People don't mind. You don't mind, do you? Don't do you mind. mind? You can skip it if you mind. Um, Gemma got me this lovely, lovely Christmas present. I didn't get off, it for you. No, you, you made, made it. it. Gemma made me some hot chocolate mix, which yeah, I did. apparently was an awful lot of work. Serious Eats. Yeah. I had to caramelise sugar. Yeah. This isn't just, you know, grate a bit of chocolate and there you go, happy Christmas. It's got you... a whole bar, of ch- two bars of chocolate in it. Mm. I had to order some special French cocoa powder. Yeah. Yeah. It's lovely. So I've been showing my appreciation throughout the <laughs> month of January. Me, but I had to have it because then it shows how much I love it. Yeah. But it's like, you don't have to drink it every other day. I, I, it's right, much. okay. But anyway, listen. why were we What's talking about? about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't Remember we got into don't know. Because you said the car smell like coffee, but I don't know why. Oh, it's because Ed had spilled his white spirits and it made the builder's yard smell like white At spirits, least and that then led. He doesn't isn't flammable. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm really really sorry. This okay. is this is why we should always back. record the podcast at eleven o'clock at night because we just want it to be over. Right. So Swain says, look, Bailey's came round and he says, yeah, I got gambling debts, but I didn't set fire to anything. And then Ed and Dee Dee are on the way out and they run into Craig in the lobby and he does not believe that Ed is innocent. Is it called the lobby in the police station? Yeah. <laughs> Why and not? he's like, we're going to keep looking for evidence until we find the truth. Back um, at home, Michael's changed his mind again. He's mad at Ed once more, decided that he set the fire on purpose and he wishes Ed had died because all their lives would be better without him. Yeah, because, because yeah, he's been he's a hold up to the police station and Michael has gone Suspicious. right back to her. Yeah. Dee Dee and Ed go to the cafe and she says, Michael's going to come around, don't worry about it. But then at number three, Michael dobs him into Aggie and um, uh, we basically just find out that Aggie's just washed her hands of him and she's not coming back. Yeah, that that's what she says. Uh, it's, She's done it's with a him. Real, it's a real, real shame. I, I, I don't know whether Aggie's going to come back. This seems to be a way of saying 
don't don't think about her anymore. Yeah, I do not believe that Aggie would just say I'm not coming back again. She was Ed and Aggie were a real solid couple. They were well. Let's not fab together. It too much. So I I hope that we see her again. Ed's very forlorn about this and says, "Without your mum in my corner, what's the point?" But um. He then, he this seems to overwhelm him a little bit because when Dee Dee and Ed are sitting by themselves, he says, you know, I told the police everything I said was true. I didn't start the fire, but also... I didn't I, stop it I didn't either. stop it. In a minute of madness, I saw the fire start. I realised this is quite handy. So I just went to the chip shop. <laughs> but this was funny because when we actually saw him, I swear to God, he just looked like, la, 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 la. Why was he acting... In that moment, when only we were we were watching him, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, what when he, he drops was, the chips? When we actually see him, he's walking along with that, caring the world, and then he sees the fire and no, drops no, no, his he chips. Doesn't. It's this Damon tells him it's the fire. It's Michael who well, happens yeah. to see the fire, so okay. he had to put on an act for Damon. Oh well, I I just find it very convenient. I think <laughs> that. This feels like... He just got confused because what you're supposed to do when there's a fire is stop, drop and roll. But he thought he went to the chip shop for a roll. Right. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, I I wish there'd been... Or a balm, as they a, call a them look up there. Or something. I don't know. I felt like they... I think that they did a trick here. <laughs> I don't like it when they do this. I didn't mind because I really enjoyed the twist. Since Friday's episode, I've been thinking, did he no, know? Did he not listen, know? Did... What I mean by that is a look that could be interpreted one way or another, which they can normally do quite well. But this was like, there's no way he knew that that was going to happen. I don't, no, I, I didn't. That didn't do, you must have enjoyed the twist, though, because I was yeah. I was so willing to be on Ed's side. And, I, and despite everything that he's been done <laughs> and that the internet has taken against Ed yeah, in this no story, he has been, some might say, a fairly terrible father because he did steal... All the Christmas presents, including Little Glory's Wending House. <laughs> but I, someone someone has to say, no, go on, Ed. It's a disease. It. It's not, not your fault. fault. I feel bad for him. I can't help but He's feel the underdog. bad for him, honestly. I really, he is I an cannot underdog. help but feel bad for for Ed, I'm I am on his side with this. He's he's got me. He's got me. Um. So so when it turned out, he was like, "Oh no, I did know about it." I was like, "Oh, well, I do." Well, listen. Yeah, yeah, little tinker. Dee Dee's not happy about this, but he tries to defend himself and say that Daniel and Bertie, he knew they weren't in the flat, so he wasn't worried about killing somebody. <laughs> Very convenient. And he says he was going to call 999, but Damon beat him to it. And Dee Dee's like, oh, you you made me feel guilty earlier. You're stupid. You're selfish. Now you want me to keep your secret? Well, I, I'll do it, but just because of my mum, I'm not going to put her through this, finding out that you, you, you know, you let this happen. Mm. I do feel sorry for Ed, I'm sorry. I know that loads of people won't and it really is one of those things that just boils down to whether you like the character or not. Yeah. I I know it's not super popular. I don't think that this is going to help. No, no, not at all. I don't think that's what they really, you know, care about. I'm just pleased that finally at last something has genuinely got me interested in this story because you know we we were a bit down on this story in the run up to Christmas and we're thinking is this really what we want to be you know gripped by as we're tucking into our turkey on Christmas day it's not it's not the A story it's not uh, yeah you know but but, but yeah it's it's, it's great now I'm, I'm, I'm loving this the thing is also that um I'd ra- much rather this was the family secret than he's gambled again you know 
oh, I secretly won some money or what, I lost some money. Is it like the gambling story is kind of stealth issue, stealth trying to teach you about something, but this is just plain old good it's old drama. fun She's arson. Sophie drama. Somebody, set, somebody let something burn down mm. and nearly killed their son and there's a secret. That's That's more interesting than... He went to the casino again. Well, I don't I'm, care. I'm enjoying watching Michael as he's just going from Michael one extreme to the just... other, and he's he's getting he's getting real hot under the collar. He's getting about dramatic this, with isn't it, he? isn't he? He is. He, Michael Bailey is getting dramatic this week. Yeah. He really, really is. Right. So on Wednesday, I feel, I feel bad for him as well. I, I, this is one of those great stories where I do feel bad for everybody yep. involved. Yeah, I do. Joel, um, and Joel's not in it. Joel's not in it, it, so I'm fine. Um, and and that's what you want. You, you you don't want a story where you're indifferent to characters, and I am in no way indifferent yeah. to any of the main players. And again, so I don't know how job. much of that is just down to the story, and how much of it is down to whatever residual like you had for the Baileys. But I do like the Baileys, so I find this interesting. Mm. So on Wednesday, Didi's told James, um, and uh, Mike. Mike, he's Ed's feeling sorry for himself, and Didi not not sympathetic. Yeah, it turns out that Michael had phoned James himself, and Didi gets a call from him, I think, to say, "Tell me what's happened, my dad done now." So yeah, every, everybody knows Michael's just telling all and sundry that yeah. their dad's a massive pain in the ass. So Michael's still working at the factory, and Craig goes in and says, "Oh, we got the report on the uh, on the the thing. Why is he <laughs> telling <laughs> Michael? It's nothing to do with him." He t- so he it, says it, 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 it's completely nothing to do with Michael is wrong. it apart it's from he was the victim almost. actually faulty extension cables wasn't the white spirits after all and so when Craig goes and tells Ed he kind of looks a bit disappointed and he he smiles but when Craig leaves his smile falls because I guess he was like hoping that maybe if he got caught out then he would be punished in some mm. way but um Michael and Ed sit down at the table and Michael's like, sorry, Dad, I blamed you, but it was really just faulty electrics. So it looks like he's got away with it. Mm. But when he um, talks to Didi about this later, Didi's like, look, God's thrown you a lifeline. Take advantage of it. Don't complain about the fact that Aggie hasn't forgiven you. You just need to move on now. Mm. Um, So, faulty electrics. That's quite handy. I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't even know why I said that. No, well, whatever. No, um, so, yeah, do you, ha, has he got away with it? Because you're right, the, when he was no, in he the hasn't. cafe, he looked guilty. He looks, looked like as he wanted to As long as somebody knows that he did it on purpose, he hasn't got away with it because Dee Dee knows this and it, she's... Dee Dee is like, if you see Dee Dee in real life, run away. Run away from her because right. you'll be forced to confess something that you don't want everyone to know. She's Didi the knows of all, secrets. all the secrets on Coronation she's Street. She's got that kind of face. That she's you just got this really honest, to. and you feel like she'll help you no matter what. But no, she, she'll force anything out of you. So is is Ed going to do something that makes no. her? She doesn't seem. She's not, she's not a vindictive. She's she's a good Christian woman. They've really kind of made more of that just yeah. in the past week or so because you're right. She said, "This God's thrown you a lifeline." There's bit one bit where this week she says, "May God forgive you." It's almost like they remembered. Oh yeah, we said she was a Christian back when Paul was was going through this crisis of faith or whatever back in the summer. And and they're not they're not always very good at writing Christians. We've said or, or any people of faith in the I past. Think they some, probably... they like throw in these lines just to tip their hat to it, and then they forget about it again. I think it probably helps that the actress who plays uh, Shanique, as far as I know, 
only from her social media that she seems to be religious herself. Oh, yeah, she's mega religious. So I feel you know, as though they are being respectful of her personal beliefs and uh, perhaps it also gives them a bit of inspiration. Like, what would Shanique do? She yeah. would forgive. I Yeah, I think you're right. I, I, re- I do like how they've incorporated the actress's faith into her character. Because I don't know about the other... it feels sometimes a bit shoehorned in. I don't... Well, it, I don't... Because, it, because it happens so rarely. But there I'll have been other other Christians, you know, prominent Christians in the show, and I I'm gonna say it's not been obvious to me whether the actors um, have been people of faith, mm. and you know it's not like one of these should gay characters oh, only yeah. be played by gay actors. Obviously, you don't have to be religious to play a religious character, but I do feel in this instant it hasn't hurt at all. No, it's not. But and if Dee you Dee's... are religious, you don't go on about it all the time. But equally, no. you don't just it remember it once behavior. every three months. It influences your behaviour in certain ways. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see more of an exploration of that. I'd with, like to see Dee her Dee. in in um, church. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, how do you feel about Michael's reaction to, to all of this? Well, he's forgiven him again, isn't he? And said, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like it was faulty wise, it wasn't your fault, Dad. I'm, I'm a little he's bit... Gonna... It's just it's just delaying it again. It's just gonna it be is. Enough. Michael's losing his mind again. Because I love this family, I want them to be harmonious because there's there's just so few examples of harmonious harmony in in Coronation Street. And I know these these kids have grown up and they should have moved home, (laughs) moved out years ago. I suppose Dee Dee has. Dee Dee went to but Chicago. I, I, want, I want them to get on. And you're right, we're now in a situation where it's only a matter of time before Michael loses it again and wants to throw Ed out again. I just I just need it to be over with, really. But um, no, I, I think, yeah, it's just been, it's just been a lot of fun. And I, I very much appreciated the twist that he that he actually did it. Um, so yeah, good, good stuff. Um, can I, just before we move on, I, do, I would like to give a particular shout out to Shanique Sterling Brown who the the performance that she gave on Monday's episode I thought was fab I, I thought that that's kind of one of her strongest scenes so far she's been given a fair amount to do since she come in I, I, I can't help but compare what they do with Dee Dee to what they do with Glenda who still is just there propping at the bar isn't she a lot of the time and making funny quips but they've they've tried to give Dee Dee a few more stories um they've she's a character with a lot of heart there's a lot to love about her. She's not like super funny, but she's moral without being lectury and yeah. um, condescending and yeah, and and she's not she's not dumb in any way. She's clearly a she's very one smart of the woman. Smartest women on the um, and yeah, so I I just think if that, not that the those character. those scenes on Monday's episode when she was um, when when she found out of the truth about Dad and was having to go, I, I thought she did a really really good job. Um, I like I, her. I, I, I told her so much on Instagram. I sent her a message oh, and said, good job, Shanique. What did she say? Um, she May said, God thank you. forgive you. No, she said, thank you. She did reply to me. Cheers, Shanique. Um, well, <laughs> good for you, Michael. Yeah. I also, I also, um, what? I've, got, I've just got a note here about Bobby, bloody Bobby. I'll, I'll avoid talking about him too much, but that bit when um, Craig comes to the factory to pick up Michael earlier uh, in the week and Bobby's like, oh no, it's the fuzz. Why did he say that? They, they've t- Almost they every line him. they give him, no, it's they, like, why is he saying that? They, I agree with that. They, they're not <laughs> making every line a joke, but sometimes it just is like, oh, something's happened. What's what's Bobby's commentary on this going what to be? What does Bobby think? We must know. Bobby. Just please be quiet, it's Bobby. It's okay. It's not... It's really me. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny when Beth plants a big smacker on Craig's cheek and he's like, Mum. I mean, it was... 
I, I don't, I can't believe that she would actually do that. He's been a policeman long enough for her to know that he really doesn't appreciate. No but it was, it was kind of funny, kind of funny. Um, right, so the the Bethany storyline. Um, who has been particularly notable by her absence the last few weeks after May coming back with a bang at New Year's Eve, but back um, into the forefront on Monday's episode. And um, she's still got a few bits of mysteries that, that we're not too sure what's going on there. By the way, tally up another week of we still don't know who Lauren's mystery man is on the chalkboard. Have you got any chalk left in your little stub that it's become because it's been so long? But anyway... Bethany, we find out from a conversation with her and Daniel that she is working on an investigative piece, very secretive about it. He doesn't seem to notice. I'm confused about this because it feels as though she didn't have this angle until she got inspiration during the week for it. So what was she? What was her plan before this? What, did she get? I thought did she get inspiration later on in the week? I thought that she she finds something else to talk about when she goes. Well, what was her original plan then? Well, we still don't know. Yeah, the, we we don't know. We don't know then, and we still don't know now what she. What she's she, up to. She clearly came back to Weatherfield. How much are they paying? To, well, not enough because she's six hundred pounds in the red. We but find that's out what later. I mean. Like as a as somebody who employs freelance writers. I don't know how she thinks she's making money here. What's she doing? I don't know. She, when she I was a freelancer, that... I didn't just do that. That was my, not my only job. I had to do other things. She's caught whiff of this story that is apparently the most groundbreaking, shocking, front page making bit of news that ever has graced a newspaper. And she just needs the right angle for it. I mean... If I was a journalist, I'd probably camp out in Coronation Street as well, because you could... I mean, they do fill out magazines every week about what happens in the soaps, but um, whatever it is, it's feeling like it probably is the Stephen story, (coughs) because that's what she would know about. Is she she trying to wrap her ankle? I don't know. It's one of those Mm, two. Probably. But I'm going to say, if it is the acid attack one, and that's why she came to the show... They made a big mistake because she immediately alienated Daisy and she would have known who Daisy was. I refuse to believe that she's an investigative reporter who came to write that story and then immediately the subject of the story that would be the sympathetic person that you're writing about, you just, you know, call her a bitch and sleep with her boyfriend. But I don't think What that... an idiot. What, what a stupid thing to do. I don't know. I, I don't think she realised what was going on. Anyway. She doesn't know what this woman looks like. I don't know. You, you can't be telling me okay. that she didn't know the very basic elements of this woman's life who has been... You know that she's Daniel's fiancé because yeah, she right was going to get married to him mm. and that's why the acid got thrown on her face. None of this would be secret information. She would have She would have gone to the... She's been to the courts. When when the trial's ongoing, you this stuff isn't normally necessarily public knowledge and necessarily. But there was nothing protecting her her um, information. There's no like secret, you know, subject A or we're, we're not re- revealing the the name of so and so or like come in this way, Daisy. You can you can they could have made that into a story. You don't have to confront him in court. You could be videoed and and do your testimony that way. None of that happened. Bethany would be dumb if she didn't know what Daisy looked like. And then the fact that she's going out with with that. Well, maybe that's not the story that she's working on. Well, that's then. what I'm saying. It better not be. Mm. Um, basically, she spends most of Monday's episode just getting the free Wi-Fi in the Rovers, much to Daisy's displeasure. Um, and and Bethany accuses her of being 
sexes because she'll go and serve a table of men but not her but it's just more of the cattiness that we've seen a little bit before a few weeks ago and um daniel says look you can have a key to my flat and you can come and use my wi-fi whenever i want she's staying but she's staying with sarah and damon who's there <laughs> no one no one's there during the day this is all stupid sarah doesn't strike me as a sort of person that needs internet in her. I don't, she probably doesn't know how her computer works. Like, so she, oh, I only use it for my Wordle and that's just a few gigabytes a month. That's why I get that on my 3G. Um, I just phone my mum up and she reads me on Facebook what's happening. <laughs> um, Wednesday, we've got another meet-up between Daniel and Bethany and she's like, right, I, I've, got, I've got a friend who um, maybe needs a little bit of work. So um, <laughs> do, you, do you need, do you know anyone at the Gazette that could help put me or them into a, you know, <laughs> give them a good pointer? And, and he says, oh yeah, Suki, you remember her. Um, so she, She's better if you shag her, but you, I guess you can't. <laughs> um, so she's up, thank you very much. Um, so she goes back to, to the Red Bank and this is when she interrupts another Damon and Sarah snogging sesh. Um, and he says to Sarah... Oh, by the way, I'm going to need somewhere to stay because the place that I'm renting out need me out. Oh, I wonder what could happen there. Um, so this afterwards is when we see Bethany discovering that, well, not discovering, just reminding us, I suppose, that she's got very debts. little money. Yeah, debts of £600 in the bank account. Hang on, that's not debt, darling. That's called overdraft. Overdraft. That's perfectly acceptable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, she, she starts chatting about being a poor to Sarah, but then she gets a text from Suki, um, and and off they go to have a little chat about that. Meanwhile, Daisy is really peed off in the pub. She's p- pulling some frothy pints, isn't she? Which Daisy notices. And, Jenny notices. Yeah, Jenny notices, sorry. And she correctly predicts that it's down to Bethany. But also, we find out later from Daisy that she's getting proper knocked off, that Jenny is treating her as a bit of a skivvy, yeah. isn't she? she's still acting this like is, she owns it, and yeah. Daisy's just her This is the This is slave. the beginnings of the Jen- Jenny-Daisy feud that was clearly going to happen at some point this year. So this I'm, is I'm, better... I'm... Sorry. No, no, go on. This is, this is better than what they did with Tracy and Steve. They're showing us. Mm. They're not telling us. There's no, like, Jenny going, oh, Kirk, you want a pint? Oh, if Daisy was here, I guess she could do it, but we're having trouble at the moment. Mm. We're having a bit of a tiff. Mm. Um, See how much we... better it is? Everybody knows this is how you tell stories. <laughs> we also had a little... There, but there's more... There's kind of lots of stories bundled into one here. There was the little saga of Gail and her green thing from the Gregory Pope shop that she can wrap her wrap her jigsaw up in and um, Sarah talking to her about how things are getting serious between her and Damon, David. Oh, this is the scene um, where they start listing off about Sarah's <laughs> boyfriends, don't they? She's like, oh no, me and Damon, we're for keeps now. And uh, yeah, Damon's like, oh yeah, just David. like with Gary. Sorry, David. Just like with, with, with Adam, just like with um, Jason. Scooter yeah, Laguna. I can't, I can't remember whether it was Sarah or David. She said Scooter on the way out. That's it, that's it. I, I think long-term Corrie fans across the country were, were saying, Scooter, what about Scooter? And, well, that, with, and, and definitely did not expect her to actually say it, but There was a lot of good callbacks. So this was Wednesday. Wednesday's episode was Callback City. Who wrote this? David, they did a Albert, really good job. Scooter Macuna. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Thank you for that, Corey. Yeah. Um, so Bethany and Suki meet up in the cafe, and Suki's like, "Well, there ain't, and there's no jobs going in the Gazette at the moment, but um, I know a friend who works for Chit Chat magazine, and uh, maybe you could get a job for that." And Bethany's like, oh, yeah, "I don't really fancy that. I- I'm used to writing for proper magazines." 
Bethany? What a snob. I know, proper snob. She's like, I'd rather work for a local paper than Chit Chat magazine. You must be kidding me. They're the same thing. <laughs> I don't know how um, Chit Chat and all the others haven't gone down the pan since the, all the Brent also, drama of a few years ago. Who's, what do you mean writing for Chit Chat? What do I mean? What do I mean? Well, I mean, what does that mean? I guess I guess it makes sense in a way. I'm Someone's going, got to I'm put being, the arguments together about my brother bonked my sister's. No, but you. Grandma. No, but that would be. So she would be. If you're a journalist writing for Chit Chat, what you're doing is you're sifting through all of the sub, reader submitted ideas and, and phoning people up and going, "It says here your dog married your boyfriend. You tell me more about it," and then weaving a story out of that, which sounds honestly it does sound bad. <laughs> but, um, but if you you know if if you need the money, you need the money, you need the money, and she's going to get it freelance probably, isn't she? So yeah, proper snobbish. Well, yeah, it's better to be a freelance because then you can work for anybody. Yeah, and if she's really that worried about it, why not do it under, under a pen name? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, like I don't know, Crystal. Any any name like that just make Crystal knobs. Um, so. We also have the scene with David and Damon in Speeddale, was it? Um, I, I'm, I'm starting to warm to Damon. It's taken a lot of effort, but I don't kind of just shudder when he comes on the screen as much as I used to. And I'm thinking maybe he does just want to be a nice guy. Because he certainly, the way he was talking to David about, you know, I just want the best for, for, for Sarah. And he tries to hold out his hand for David to shake and... Uh, is it just me? And I know lots of other people listening have liked Damon all along, but are you still cold on him? It's not impressed me that he shook David's hand. He he feels more genuine than he did before. Dogs can do that. <laughs> um, we had uh, Jenny talking to Bethany later in the pub about, about this rough time she's had with Ryan and nothing really goes on there. Well, hang on. No, Beth, this Beth is comes when in. Beth gives her her, her new hook. Mm. What? About cat, Catfish Central. Oh, yes, she does, doesn't she? That's right, that's right. Beth kind of accidentally on purpose, was it, drops Daisy in it by alluding to the fact that she was catfishing Ryan last year by pretending to be Crystal. And Bethany's like, oh, gosh, eh? That sounds interesting. But Danny's like, nope, we are not talking about that. Jenny just tries to change the subject several times. Yeah, yeah, but um, Bethany's already hooked on this. She phones up Suki and says, well, I think I do have a story for Chit Chat after all. So um, that's going to get splashed around the magazines next week, probably. And um, then there's just the, there's the inevitable Sarah inviting Damon to move in with her at the end of the episode as well. So that was that. I, I was relatively nonplussed by this story this week. I'll tell week. you one thing, another thing that annoyed me. What? When Daniel was saying, oh, you know, I admire you, Bethany. It's better to be a, a writer, oh, yes, yes. a journalist like that, than you? a teacher like me, the lowly scum that works. That, in that a... wasn't the exact line. What the hell but... are you talking about? You can't say that writers and journalists are above teachers when the Daily Mail and, like, autobiographical accounts of pop stars shagging each other exist. What are you talking about? He, he just kind of goes down from magazine writer to something, to teacher, to teacher in the naughty school, which I don't, I don't Get think... Get some self-respect, like you that. idiot. What's yeah. wrong with being a teacher? This is the trouble with society. I know that this sounds like an old lady shouting at the sky, but really, teachers get treated like crap nobody would talk about any other profession like this but teachers because some people got put in detention and can't get over it (laughs) they will never shut up about how much they hate teachers every single person that you see they owe a teacher for teaching them what they know yeah daniel you wouldn't be so smart if it weren't for your poetry teacher growing up 
teach, teachers are parents, teachers are teachers, teachers are professors. Te- anyone who's taught you anything is a teacher. Stop being a snob. You We're absolute teachers. Arsehole. We teach you about Coronation Street what? every week. I just think I, I want to set him on fire. <laughs> um, I'll I, teach him a lesson. I, I wish that I enjoyed this storyline more because I was kind of, you know, kind of that sounds quite good when Bethany was going to come back. I do. I think I do like the character of Bethany. I think she can be quite fun. There was that one bit. This. Do you remember when she did the American accent? I can't remember what she was talking yeah. about. There. That didn't work so well. No. But as as a kind of bit of a bubbly, fun character, I I do enjoy her, but. Having her and Daniel mooning after each other, even the even the cattiness with Daisy, it's just not it's not hooked me. But maybe there's something to come that's going to get me more invested in this. What about you? Writers, the teachers. What about you, Gemma? How are you enjoying this story? Stop, just let it go. No, I can't. we know that you love teachers. Just get on with it. Look, get on with it. What is Bethany's secret? Get on with what is Lauren's secret. I don't care anymore. Get on with it. Okay. Size of scales. <laughs> calm down, calm down. He's not a scouse. Size of scales. Size of scales. Souse, Gemma. Souse. On Monday, Simon is wakes it, is up. Is it any coincidence that souse and scouse are just one letter away from each other? I'm not saying anything. Nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with me. I love Liverpool. When did you go? I've been to Liverpool before. <laughs> not on, for a while, I, I admit. I bet you, bet you very few Liverpudlians have come to Southampton. How about that? You're missing out on all of our walls. Yeah. <laughs> Simon wakes up and there's beans and pizza all over the place. Oh, yeah, I wakes can't up believe the, that, flat, that everybody's it? just letting him dominate the front room while they're all trying to sleep. Playing on computers and drinking and boozing and eating. Rude. So he realises that in his drunken stupor, he's spilled beer all over some important paperwork that Nick's printed out. And when Nick's like, oh, have you seen my papers for my meeting and he's like oh no I don't know but he prints them all out and gives them to him in the beast crisis averted I know that was a really important part of Monday's episode I don't know (laughs) they're like you're such a good kid you know thank you for this why don't you get a job here and Nick does a squint which means he's not sure or he's thinking or he's happy or he's sad no one can really tell <laughs> yeah, Nick was definitely prime Nick of what? What? This week, and and Leanne, poor blimey, Leanne was back to her mardiest best, wasn't she? Well, she goes to the factory and asks Carla to give Simon a second chance because he's not coping. So when Simon sees Carla in the fa- in the cafe, she says, um, "I'll give you a second chance, but I don't need to because Peter said you can work on his boat." She's so like, "Hurrah!" So he starts packing and Nick and Leanne find him. He's really happy. But then Peter phones him up and says, oh, that job I gave you doesn't exist. Sorry about that. And he's gutted and they all look really awkward. And Leanne says, go back to the factory and ask for your job back. Yeah, Um, the story was that there had been a position vacant, but Peter didn't check before. Saying he could have it. And somebody else actually already had it. Like he's the skipper. Peter. You're not the skipper, Peter. (laughs) So... He goes to the bistro and he overhears Carla and Bobby talking about how there's no job, basically, for Yeah, they've moved on from Simon. Bobby somehow is... um, Brilliant. Amazing at marketing. And, uh, and, yeah, there's no place in Simon at Underworld. So, on Wednesday... This is a bit like with... um, Ed last week, wasn't it? When he's like, I'm going to move into my friend's flat and I'm going to have this... What was the other thing that he was going to have? I don't remember. Sell the fact, sell his Oh yeah, that's right. Sell, sell the yard to Gary. Everything, um, everything's t- coming up Bailey. But then like, no, can't have this, can't have that. And it was just the same again. 
On Wednesday, Leanne says to Simon, go and ask for your job back. And he says, no point. And then Leanne tells Nick that he's going to have to work there. So he Simon doesn't tell Carla that Peter's job offer fell through. But... Um, yeah, he, he he tells Carla, I turned down Peter's job offer. I turned down my dad's offer, he doesn't he? I, with you. I, re- I really wanted to, to stay here in Weatherfield because I got a bistro job. But anyway, he gets a job at the bistro and Bobby comes around and they're having a great time, but so Leanne's getting annoyed because I'm sort of concentrating. And then for some reason, on his, on his first day, yeah. they decide the best thing to do is to have him lock up notorious Alki. Let's have him lock up. Give him the well, keys. Well, just the first day on your job. You should have responsibility for locking up. But they were like, the toy was like, so you know how you lock up, don't you? You get the key and you put it in the lock and you turn it. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and what could so possibly go wrong? Then he was just to leave him there. And Simon and Bobby are just left there with, with some patrons who haven't gone yet. Yeah. Um, just and the keys freezing. to the alcohol cabinet. So um, I don't know how much of that's going to be left by mon- a Monday morning. Which mm. I guess is going to be set on Friday. Well, he can't ask his dad for a new liver. This is true. Um, yeah, so that, that that was it, really. It was... Things happened in that story. Not so fussed about it. Nepotism strikes again on the street. I, I did I did enjoy Simon being happy, even if it was just for the briefest of moment, because he's a bit of a, gla- a, a, a glower, isn't he? Yeah, he's he, a bit he's of a generally unhappy is his default expression. So I, I like seeing him... Chirpy. We call him Sad Simon. Yeah, um, but it didn't last. Um, anything? Any? What do you, do you think he's gonna? They'll drunk the place dry, or they're gonna think... not uh, not open it? Will it be robbed by next episode? Would you or... call Simon and Bobby frenemies? Do men have that? They 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 are tolerating each other more now. Is it like two cats, two male male cats in a house? Like they could fight at any moment, or they mm. might just wheel and furniture yeah just just like that um okay then, then we had the pool storyline which was basically nothing apart from moses deciding or declaring that he's going to go down to london to live because now he's been told sorry you can't be a carer for paul anymore because bernie dobbed you in he's like well there's, there's nothing here left for me um bernie is still falling over herself to apologize for the whole situation that yes she was clearly responsible for but Anyway, that's by the by. Cost of living in, in uh, Manchester, Moses. I mean, it's not going to be lower in London, but I will tell you there are plenty of cities you can live cheaper than Manchester, uh, the, even down south. He's got he's got a job there, though, hasn't he? He's going to wash cars for his cousin. Oh, how the mighty Sounds like, um, have fallen. Was he mighty? I suppose mighty he was. Moses. He's, a, he's a physiotherapist. He's going to go and help his, what was it, cousin. Yeah. He's going to go help his cousin um, What I'm going to say is... money, because everyone knows that... I think that when Moses washes the car, but to rinse the car <laughs> yes, off, he does the yes. part of the Red Sea kind of thing, and it just dries the car just like that. Do you think that, that says, he does have biblical powers? Well, we haven't seen any evidence that he doesn't have biblical powers to part water yet. Is that why they're always asking him to get Paul out of the bath? Yeah. Well, he just Moses? goes like that, and he gets him instantly dry. Moses also, didn't he turn a stick into a snake or something? I can't remember. Was it a snake into a stick? I don't remember. Was it him in the burning bush? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was it something to floating down Moses. a river? Babies? That wasn't really a power. He just got put in a basket in it's Egypt. The power of surviving rivers in a basket. <laughs> there we go. Um, is this really the end of Moses already? No. Better not be. It's, I, I already kind of... I invested in, in Lurch last year and we got him for what? Three yeah. episodes? Bring back Lurch. Don't make me... Don't do this, Corrie. Don't bring in another very... Well, 
was Lurch's charming character, I was going to say. Moses is, anyway. I, I wasn't expecting him to be a long-term character, but I thought he'd last a lot longer than this. So I hope that something happens next week to help him stay here in Weatherfield. because um, Some kind of yeah, divine intervention. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was it. That was it for this week's Coriads. We said it'd be a short one. There was only two-thirds of the usual number of episodes to talk about, but I think we gave it a good old, good fair shake this week, didn't we? It wasn't... Um, it wasn't a terrible week no no it wasn't a terrible week at all there was some good rubbish both yeah both episodes this week had some really strong moments there were definitely bits that I was like whatever about mostly the Bethany story to be fair but Monday all of the bits with the Baileys I really loved I think that Shanique was particularly fantastic she's my character of the week Dee Dee by the way say no more um but um that so that was fab the twist with ed actually knowing about the fire he's not an arson you there was something about <laughs> if you let a fire burn yeah it's okay you're not an arsonist it's not Who as bad said as, that? maybe i maybe i read it online somewhere maybe you made it up maybe yeah is it like the the fire i didn't stop the fire but i didn't mean i start didn't start the fire we didn't start the fire um, so is there a manslaughter equivalent for arson I don't know. Whereas but nobody like, died. It was fine. Kind it was of, fine. It kind of was my fault. But So that was great on Monday. I really enjoyed the Tracy and Tommy stuff on Wednesday and, and everything in the pub. Um, I'm, I'm going to give this... Um, I'm going to give this four biscuits to choose from <gasps> on every tea break out of five. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Four. Four for me. It was it was better than a three and a half. It's three and a half for me. Three and a half what? Um, um, bereaved budgie owners. <laughs> Fair enough. A character of the week for you, darling? I didn't have any ideas, but when you said Dee Dee, that did resonate with me. Dee Dee really, really stood out to me. She's been a bit of a workhorse, hasn't she, over the past... Yeah. You know, since she's come in, she's barely been off the screen, so we know that because we saw how many episodes she's been in. She hasn't had her own story. I'm hoping it's not going to turn out to be something with Joel, but I've got a sad suspicion that it will be. Mm. And, you know, he's got a secret. Everyone online thinks that Joel is going to just blow us away with a massive reveal as to who he (laughs) is now. Yeah, because everyone's like, no one could be that boring on TV. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you... That's not true. I don't know. I I, th- I think there might be a bit of bit of truth in uh, in the fact that he's got some kind of is he you know is he Lauren's boyfriend for example? Some of the rumours or, or theories. Who was are it saying. that had a secret sister? I don't know. Somebody's boyfriend had a secret sister. Do you remember? No, I do Did, not. Does it not ring any bells? No, it's not. And it was definitely he was definitely found out. Oh, it was um, Emma's boyfriend Curtis. Yeah. And it was. Was it somebody from a... No, no. We thought it was a sister or a girlfriend, but wasn't it somebody from his support group? Am I making all this up? Do you know what I mean? There was a revelation where he knew somebody who was a woman and we were like, oh, what's this? What's going on here? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Curtis, I've wiped from my memory, to be honest. But yeah, Dee 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 was fab this week. Good job. She she put in a great performance, did Shanique. I think that she she wants to stand by her dad, despite the fact that he's clearly done some very bad things for the family because she is a good Christian girl. And I think he needs that support. Yeah, and as as an Ed fan, I'm glad that she's there fighting his corner. There are a lot of people that are finding Michael a bit hysterical at the moment, um, which I think, you know... Not, Not me. No, Michael Bailey. Okay. And a lot of people finding... Not, not funny. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ed, rather unpleasant and irredeemable. But I still like the Baileys, but I will say that, you know, Dee Dee is the best of them. And uh, we were waiting for Dee Dee. She was the promised one. You know, we, we, we had waited many prophecies a year of her uh, coming and we knew yeah. 
we were told that she would be a great boon to the street and she really has been yeah, so well done character of the week yeah. um good job good job Corey. i'm 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 sad that we have to wait a bit longer for for more coronation street but i'm sure it'll it's got it's got to it's going to even it's out of all love in the end isn't it because they they order a certain number of episodes a year so on weeks like this when there's two there's it's, it's going to catch up but oh well little breather for us and it means we get a shorter street talk um shall we do the news should we move on to the news yep news time it is Right, onto the cabin. We're going to start off with... I wanted to talk schedules, Gemma, because what's going on with Curry at the moment? We've got rugby on Friday. we got I don't know what next week. When's it going to get back to normal? Next week's Coronation Street. Why? They just don't think of us podcasters, do they? It's Monday rude. and Friday next week. So that means that in this two-week slot, we'd have got four episodes instead of our usual six. I'm sorry, this is unacceptable. So does this mean that when we... Are we going to record next Friday and have a short one again, or...? I don't know. I actually do know. I was just doing a little bit of searching. As 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 members of the press, we do know a little bit more about the upcoming Coronation Street schedule, but it's not been announced yet. But for the time being, what we can report is that Monday and Friday next week is when Coronation Street is on, and uh, I guess we'll find out more a little bit sooner. So I just wish they wouldn't do it. Don't you? Yes. Yes? Don't you just hate it? When this yes. happens, when they cancel Coronation Street for football and it rugby. It can't be good for ratings. People don't know what's going on. No. They think they've missed an episode. Yeah, we're always seeing people posting people... like, oh, did I miss something as yeah. what's going on here? And yeah. Like, anyway, that's fine. It's such a pain in the bum. And it's, you know, it's, it's a one-off, fine, but this is getting a bit silly at the moment. Come on, come on. Curry's more important than football, isn't it? Um, or rugby, darling. Or rugby. It's all the same to me. Um... So next, even more serious bit of news, proper serious. Um, Corey's really going to town this week with the MND promotion raising awareness of the nuts, isn't it? Yeah, there's been an ad campaign this In week. In association but with the MND, with the MND association. <laughs> yes. yeah. Um, but yeah, Dan Brocklebank's been on the telly talking about it this week. So I, I mean, I don't know why they've chosen now to start highlighting it. It doesn't I mean, feel this... like there's a significant story reason. Well, no. I mean, last week they talked about... They had those camper van scenes and Paul yeah. deciding, you know, to the assisted dying And I can't potentially. believe that that's, like, endorsed by the M&D well, I don't know. I wonder. I've seen, I know, some, but... I've seen some news articles this week that have it's not mentioned like that. Well, um, my tongue's a bit too loose at the moment. It's not like they're recommended, is it? Mm, I don't, I don't well, so. no, it isn't. Dying with dignity. But anyway, that's not what this is about because no. we were we were sitting watching Monday's episode and uh, in the advert break comes on and then the big Corrie splash screen comes up on the screen. It's like Coronation Street presents. We go, oh, what's this? This sounds exciting. But it was it was an MND Association it advert. It was it was proper tragic, tragic thirty seconds of advert watching. So what the what Coronation Street and the MND Association have decided to do is film some really, really affecting adverts um, showing victims of MND and... Don't say victims. Well, what do you... What is it then? People who have MND. Yeah. Um, And and showing, you know, what their life is like in a way. It's it's kind of heart-wrenching but also heartwarming as well because the... I can't remember what the tagline is that they've used but it's basically like (laughs) MND's... MND is takes away everything. It steals everything, but it doesn't steal the love or you know, something like that. So what the one that we saw on Monday was this couple called Mike and Zoe Sumner, um, and Mike's the one with MND. And God, to watch it, 
it made me for the this is the first time that it made me think they really can't get like that with with Paul, can they? Because Paul Mike well, they, and these they adverts. do have technology that does this, but I don't know that Coronation Street is going to use that. Is it the volume wall? Because it's what they, they did to Captain America. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, it, oh gosh, it, it, it's a he's, he's wasted away. He, so sad they met this that couple episode. met on first dates, the TV show in 2020, and they married late in 2022. Yeah, when he was on the show, he went. This was after his MND I've diagnosis. Not seen this no, show. no, no. We we do not watch first dates. Believe it or not, just because we watch the Gladiators, it doesn't mean we're watching don't all. Don't watch of, everything. Don't watch every popular program. Just Gladiators and Corey. Um, and, and so he, he decided that he wanted to go on to first dates knowing that his life was limited and he wanted to, you know... Share it with Yeah, exactly. So um, they married, Mike and Zoe did, late 2022. No, I'm saying, but I also know that they this was bringing the wedding forward just to try and so they could enjoy married life as, as soon as possible. So they show in this clip her looking after him and he's still kind of happy and in love with her, which is... The heartwarming bit of it, but there's also another. This is ad- such an awful. This honestly, MND is the I, worst. Yeah, I, I know that we all know this, and we knew this already, and we should have known this because of the um, the ice bucket challenge and um, what I, they what it's called in America. Yeah, no, I I, a, I, a, I don't remember. Something. I I will readily admit, and I did at the time that I didn't really know it's anything horrible. about MND before this story started, and even I remember the ice bucket challenge happening. But if you were to have asked me, you know, what's what's this in aid of? I, I wouldn't I have been able said, to tell you. said getting attention. I wouldn't have been able to tell you. And I'm glad that... Did anyone try and get us to do the Ice Bucket Challenge? I've got a feeling they might have done, but... No. It's not the sort of thing that we like to do. Um, I don't, don't like have to cold. do that kind of thing to to help people. I know, but, but I feel bad had a good, now. But everyone had a good time. Everyone and had a lovely time. Hopefully the that it raised loads of money, etc. Et um, I don't know. So anyway, I, I, my, my, I, I've had my awareness fully raised and it's, it's terrible, but there's, there was another advert that was, I can't, it might've been on Wednesdays, Corey, you might've been popped out into the kitchen on the ad break, which had um, another couple, Louise and Rob Jordan. Um, and then it, there was that bit at the end of the advert that said that she died last year. And apparently she died weeks after the advert was filmed it's like utter gut-wrenching but um it's news which is why we're talking about it and i don't know why they're doing it at the moment particularly storyline wise but it really does show the power of um continuing drama to bring us into the lives of people who are um going through something quite extraordinary and This is, you know, the the I I'm gonna say that I might I might go on the line and say that that Coronation Street's M and D story has been its most powerful social issue awareness raising story since Haley, since her trans story. Maybe I and mean, different people have enjoyed different things, haven't but they? To, or has, well, has enjoyed touched, is not, not, not in, the right no, word. sorry, enjoy, so have been touched or affected or moved in different ways by different stories. Different. Like some of them will have found the mental health stuff with Carla particularly. Yeah, affected. and also you definitely know, I'm thinking Yas, of Yasmin's coercive control. You know, that that was, definitely was was very powerful. And I'm also going to say Rory and um, Shell. Yeah, that, Aiden, that, yeah. Aiden. It does. Aiden it can do a really, really big, good job sometimes. And as much as we rag on all the repeated well, issues. This is what I get frustrated about because I think that there's an argument here to say that we should be giving MND a bit more of a a wider. You know, instead of throwing everything, 
just focusing on MND because they when they do that they mm. do a really good job yeah and the, the stat I think the stat I read this week was five people in the UK get diagnosed with it every day it's horrible so, it really really is but anyway um, John Whiston who is uh, as we know the managing director of ITV Continuing Drama but I thought it was in the north it's, he been he's all over yeah all of us actors writers production team and our audience have been on a journey of awareness about MND these last few months and it really feels like a really important journey as we start to understand the full impact of MND not just on those with the disease but also their loved ones this initiative helps cement our relationship with the MND association and will hopefully bring even greater awareness of the disease to many more people as well as information on what can be done to help yeah they've, they've done they've done a really good job of, of bigging up the MND association because they do do fantastic work. I spoke to um, somebody from the MND Association on the podcast last summer. Um, you can check that out on our YouTube channel or, or on our normal Patreon feed, uh, not Patreon feed, our podcast feed if you want to. Um, I've, and we've been proud to do our little bit to support it as well, haven't we? So, um, yeah, it's, it's just great, awful. Great job. You're it's, right, but... though, about Aiden's story being a really important issue storyline. And this, I think... But because I, the reason I think this is so important is because it's been in the show for so long. Mm. Yeah, it's been it's been definitely a long runner. Uh, do, do not know how long it's got it. left to go. Is has this um, uh, this what's it called uh, campaign been put in now because it's saying this is the beginning of the end? That's uh, what I'm thinking. I, mean, I I don't I don't know I don't know how long this story's got left to run, but um I. I yeah, seeing, I've I've never seen in real life somebody with MND, but seeing apart from Stephen Hawking on TV, obviously, but seeing this is like made me think yeah, they, they, they're not going to go that far with Paul. So maybe this is just a dying early. Is, is I don't want to talk about every it. Every time we won't talk about it anymore. Let's talk about happy things. I, I know that it's a p- position of privilege to say I don't want to talk about it. I, I know that. I don't want to feel sad. I know, but yeah. Claire, Claire Sweeney did another great dance on Dancing on Ice last week. It was movie week on the show and she dressed up as Cruella de Vil. She was fantastic and her dance partner was dressed up as a big old spotty Dalmatian and they danced to the Cruella de Vil song. It was great. Um, she got sixes across the board, which she seemed pretty chuffed with, uh, but it did put her in joint eighth position on the leaderboard. So um, I think it's too early to say that you know, that's not a great position because we have seen from what little we've watched of Dancing on Ice in the past that sometimes characters, not characters, <laughs> they, 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 they do it to entertain us only. A- actors who are on shows like this might start off kind of mid and if they make huge strides and suddenly, you know, rock it up, then that really gets the attention of the judges, doesn't it? So if Claire can have this, this light bulb moment and suddenly gonna skate up a storm she she could be riding up right to the finish but we'll have to wait and see um ryan thomas I'm, i don't know what he danced to this week jason grimshaw but he got joint no he got seventh position i, I think. think it yeah. was the only way is up which is that your random yeah. guess is that what you would dance to yeah. if you were ryan every thomas? time every week i'd be like i'm only dancing to the only way is up <laughs> was that what the um oh no i was thinking of a different song what were you thinking of? No, I was thinking of Things Can Only Get Better, the Labour song. Well, you can sing, you can dance to that. Well, that's because I just we'll watched that episode won. of The Crown the other day where um, <laughs> the Queen is having her nightmare and there's a church choir singing it as Tony Blair gets crowned king. Gemma's not into The Crown anymore. I still think it's quite fun. Um, finally, more fun news, <laughs> more showmanship. This is coming 
Fairly hot on the heels of the news that Sue Cleaver will be playing Mother Superior in Sister Act. Um, I think I think that's next month that she starts that. But it was just announced today that from May the 28th, um, ex-Corrie actress Wendy Peters will be stepping into the the, the wimple of uh, Mother Superior um, and will be playing um, various venues, including, but not limited to, because I can't be bothered to read them all out, Northampton, Grimsby, Canterbury, Bournemouth, Black Swansea Black. and Liverpool Nottingham. and many more. There's going to be lots of... Okay, maybe we will just say them all. She's going to be all over. That's really cool. Um, Wendy Peters we saw in Pantomime, was it a year ago, two years ago? Two I can't years. remember. We went to Leicester and saw her where she, she played... She was magnificent. Um, she was so, so good. I, she's, she's fantastic. She's She's got good pipes She's too. got proper pipes. Great she's stage got, presence. Yeah, I was going to say stage present in Bangladesh. Charisma. I mean, I, I would say I don't know whether the character of Mother Superior needs to have great pipes because she doesn't do any singing. She also have isn't. Have you seen Sister at the Musical? No, I haven't. Well, then you don't know how much singing she does, do you? I imagine that Mother Superior does absolutely no singing. Why hire, why hire a, a cow and milk yourself? <laughs> um, this should be good. Um Best of yep. luck to Wendy Peters on this. She's awesome. If you're in any of those places, definitely re- recommend checking her out. She's not coming anywhere near us. She is. Where? Bournemouth. That's oh, not that close. That's not that close. Job is. I know, but um, <laughs> you don't go to work there every day. No, I don't. Bournemouth isn't far. the room across <laughs> the corridor. Um, I, I still kind of like to go and see Mother Superior. I still go and see Sue Cleaver doing it, and they are. She is playing her at the beginning of the Easter holidays in Manchester. Well, let's not do that, ruling then. it out yet. Just get on with it. It's amazing. Just do, choose one and go. I'd like, I think I'd pick Sue Cleaver. Sorry, Wendy Peters, but you're not in the program anymore. We have but seen Wendy Peters we recommend performing. Her. She's ace. She's so awesome. So it'd be nice to see Sue Cleaver. We have never seen Sue Cleaver perform, and I really, really I've would seen her like in real to... life though, and she looked really annoyed. Did she? Yeah, it was at the East Force. She didn't want to be there. <laughs> she didn't win. <laughs> I don't remember what happened, but she's like, "This is I'm over this." I don't remember that. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I really, really people our age, as a right. rule, yeah, love, love Sister it. Act, we don't it. we? Yeah. And I've never seen Sister Act the musical, so maybe this is maybe where we will go this year. Moving on, moving on. Want, that's the end of the I do news. Want to see the Sister Act in general. Huh? I do want to say in general. Well, maybe this is the perfect who else is going to be in it with her. I don't know, but it's not Leslie Joseph who's been raised. Oh, I love she's, her. She's been uh, Mother Superior for donkey's years. What a great like. role. Well, all these women are fantastic. Yeah. I give them all five out of five. I don't want to see them. Perfect. Because uh, it might reduce the score. Did I tell you? You must know. I don't know whether I've told you, the listeners. We will move on to feedback. This is a short podcast. Come on. Come on. Um, do you remember when... No, you don't remember. This is before you met me. My mum's choir <laughs> sang on Children in Need one year. Um, one of the Sister Act songs and my mum yeah and it was the I love him I love him oh, nice. I love him yeah. and when he go, yeah, yeah. And, and I think my mum was the Mother quiet Superior. one no no she was the quiet one oh, the one went, um, cherish him sweet cherish him oh the main yeah the main yeah, I think, I think I think my mum was her well we need to so there's out. my link to Sister Act my mum was in the church choir. Oh, we used to be able to watch your mum on Christmas Day every year. She, my mum was a regular on Songs and Phrase, indeed. On Christmas. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, let's not be sad by talking about my mum. And uh, let's get on with some feedback. 
Okay, so onto the feedback section of the podcast. Last week's Coronation Street got 3.56 out of 5 on our Facebook group. Thank you for everybody who voted. And we did get more voters last week after I Ooh. moaned that we didn't have as many of the week You before. have to exercise your democratic right, otherwise you'll take it away. Exactly, exactly. Um, Lucy gave it 3.5 grating Tommy O chants out of 5. Jonathan, 3.5 fillings that Simon oh. has had that are funnier than Bobby. I think that was one of that I was going to go for as well, actually. Um, and Michelle, I don't she gave, she gave it for Steve's named Tim. That sounds like a book. A Steve named Tim. A Steve named Tim. Now, we've had a couple more emails than usual this week, so we're going to crack on with Nicole's, who um, says, all right, I'm mostly caught up now, on the Canadian timeline at least, and I just listened to your podcast from Christmas week. I Ooh. have to say... I thought oh, you were a bit harsh on the Christmas episode. You've not read this one, have you? We were a bit harsh on the Christmas episode, according to Nicole. Okay. Well, go on then. Tell me why. I stand by what I said about it. She says, "I understand where you're coming from with the expectations of drama that usually comes with Corrie Christmases, but I actually really enjoyed the glimpse of a normal Christmas with the all the different characters and a nice gentle pace. Dare I say heartwarming? But I did hate the Mary <laughs> scenes, though. They really soured the Evelyn and Roy moment. And of course, since then, we've had such great developments in the Roy and Evelyn storyline. Oh, yeah, there's been nothing, has there? Um, yeah, the, what, what you're saying, Nicole, is I've, I've seen echoed many places um, since Christmas. There, there really was a big glut of fans who loved that Christmas. Another just, it was a proper Marmite episode, wasn't it? And what is Christmas without a bit of Marmite? A very Marmite Christmas. <laughs> um, totally agree with you, Gemma, though, she says, about the Peter and Carla breakup story. First of all, so confused. Are they breaking up or was she just giving Peter the opportunity to heal in an environment that he is drawn to and would be therapeutic for him? At one point, Carla bristles when he insinuates she's an ex and then later, after he's gone, Carla says to someone that their relationship's over. I thought I'd missed something. Yep. I just couldn't figure it out and it just didn't make sense at all. Yep. So I was happy to listen to the podcast and hear that I was not alone in that. There We're you go, Gemma. You. Gemma's got really, really mad about that, Nicole. I am really mad about it. I'm if you less mad about it. it. Just watch Mog. Mog at Christmas. Mog. Is, is every, are all British Christmas programmes on two weeks later in Canada? That's what I want to know. Well, Sophie Ellis-Bexter is the queen of December. Sophie Ellis-Bexter. Blimey, what a comeback she's had this they past month. They need to month. get she's her... She's BAFTAs now. On Corrie. They need to get her singing Murder on the Dance for... You reckon? For Tracy. Okay. Yeah, Tracy is, yeah. Um, I, let's what? do a fan edit of Coronation Street femme fatale scenes to the tune of Murder on the Dance Floor. Oh yeah, that would get clicks, wouldn't it? Go on, somebody do that. Um, we'll re- retweet you. Don't do it. Make we're me not, do we're it. We're not going to do it. You could do it then. I'm not going to do it. Murder on the Dance Floor. Next day, Bobby shows up, Nicole says. I thought that was very clunky. Should have waited at least a week, if not more. They really are shoving his quirkiness down our throats and hopefully that will be toned down a bit. Not yeah. No, no, it is a bit. Slightly. Slightly toned down. Sorry, Still Bobby. haven't quite warmed I'm so mad yet. at how much I'd hate you. <laughs> he's so... Oh God, he's, It'd be like... The oh. forums. The forums do not love Bobby. I'm so sad about it. And it really frustrates me because I don't want to be one of the people that is mean. I know. Uh, believe it or not, I don't like being a mean girl. It just ha- happens to come naturally <laughs> to me. Right, Joanne has emailed us and says, I really enjoyed the podcast every week. Thanks. Thank you for brightening up my Mondays when I listen. Why are you waiting, Joanne? Yeah, put out on Saturdays. Listen to them straight away. It helps maybe, the Maybe Joanne drives... The, it doesn't at all. No, it doesn't. Maybe but Joanne listens to them on the drive are. to work. Maybe she listens to us on YouTube because we put it up on YouTube on Sunday nights, don't we? I like the idea that people are listening all through the weeks. Yeah. I Maybe thought she's it... got other podcasts she listens to on Saturday and Sunday. 
What you listen to, Joanne? What's so great? (laughs) (laughs) Sophie Ellis Spectre on repeat. (laughs) Joanne says, I thought it was an average week with some good moments. The fire was intriguing. Although I had seen Corey have posted photos of it before, I watched which was a shame as it would have been a good surprise. I hope we don't lose Moses too soon. I enjoyed the date with him and I think he brings a softer side to Todd. For those I know that work in the industry, that have so many clients and a lack of support from their employers that has brought them much stress and distress that they can't help or stay with their clients longer. So I found him an interesting and relatable character. Yeah, Thank you for that uh, perspective. I appreciate that. Mm. Uh, She says, I really like the camper van episodes. Completely agree it was nice to have a night today scenes. I do think these characters that find out about Paul's decision are very understanding very quickly, yeah, which I don't think is very realistic. I'm thinking perhaps they're not going to go down this route now. A lot of people know about it. I watched the Haley scenes recently and they were so harrowing and surprising with Roy realistic with his reaction during and after her passing. Is there anybody so far who knows about Paul's plans that's just like, no, no, not having it, I'm not, don't like that. Has Gemma grown to accept it Everyone yet? has, everyone has. I think Pernie accepted it quicker than Gemma. I think that she probably doesn't like the idea of it, but yeah, the story's been... We, we barely got anything this week, did we? And it was all about Moses, so more to come there, I'm I just guess. trying to think, like, my my perspective is that I know somebody who who said to me, not that they've got anything wrong with them, but they said to me, if this happens to me, I want you to finish me off. <laughs> and they, I know they're serious about it. So... I I think I would accept it quite readily. Not that I would be responsible for it. No way. They'd have to do it themselves, I'm afraid. Mm. But I think that I think the conversation's moved on a little bit from is it a good idea or not. So so the fact that people are, are understanding is interesting. I get what you're saying, but I also think that if somebody opposed it, it would become a story about that. And I like it being a story about M and D. I don't want it to be a storyline about... Yeah, I suppose you're right. If, they, if they're saying, well, dying, this is what we're doing, yeah, then we don't have to... Maybe it will be a story about sister dying after he's gone, if, if that's how he chooses to go. Or maybe there'll be a misunderstanding where he's, you know, he dies in a different way, but everyone thinks that it's assisted. Yeah. I'm interested, you know, I'm, I'm thinking at it from a religious angle and, you know, we know how opposed Billy was to it, but I wonder if Dee Dee found out, what would she say? Yeah, Dee Dee's been... Because Dee Dee was involved at the very start. Yeah, she's not had anything to do with it. She's got her own problems at the moment, hasn't she? She's got a lot still on her plate. She Maybe she could have chucked him on the fire. She's like, I haven't got time for you, Paul, sorry. La, 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 la. <laughs> sorry, my family dramas. That's a crim. Um, she says, just on a separate point, I wish Corey was being a bit bolder with its cutting of characters. I do find, for example, with these standards, they will do the cuts as necessary, such as when Ian Beale's son Peter wasn't working, he left and they brought back an old version of Peter. Barely a year later, that's been right for the show. Unfortunately, I feel Corey has some characters that are just overused, underused, undeveloped, and some that are just unnecessary <laughs> true true we have said no one's going to argue with no, you there very, really, n- no Ian McCall's no the only person who doesn't agree with we this need every single one of these characters in the show <sighs> nothing what, what, what more can we say about that yes yes of course a thousand of times course. yes but it is interesting to hear other soaps maybe less okay, scared well, of cut it or scared is just to the say right word, but... you know EastEnders um I don't know if it's so obvious for people who are only Corey fans who don't live in the UK, but there is a big difference with with EastEnders and and all the other soaps in that they are funded through the license fee mm. from 
BBC. There's no commercial um, pressure that, you know, the, the pressure is you need to justify why we're giving what is essentially taxpayer money to this show. And I, is anybody watching it? That's one thing. But, you know, for example, with... Co- this is why I think I, uh, EastEnders can do... Put the show online in the mornings. That's what they do now. They put the show on at six o'clock, six o'clock in the morning. In the morning yeah. e- Coronation Street, probably a bit more reluctant to do that because they're going to lose... The evening their, ad revenue. They're going to use the advertising mm. revenue. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that it's going to happen someday. So, but. is there an added pressure for EastEnders to be like, well, we can't, we can't justify paying this wage... For this character, all these characters, get rid of them. Mm, whereas, whereas Coronation Street is like, as long as we get in all that Hayes travel money, baby, <laughs> you can have as many new characters as you like. I didn't tell you, I actually did. Oh no, maybe I did. I actually watched a little bit of EastEnders the other day because that flipping Michael Adams on Twitter and Duncan Lindsay convinced me that was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Drama, I can't remember I that there was going to be drama there. Like, oh, don't, don't. If you watch it early, don't spoil the secrets. That first scene was um, Denise. Waking up and having a nightmare about being buried under the cafe and somebody coming along and chucking a load of Spoilers. dirt on her. It was a good scene. But it was it was a character who had come back. I didn't know who they were, but apparently that was quite good if you're an EastEnders um, viewer. Bring and at the very back. end of the episode, she goes to a prison and somebody shows up and we're like, oh, they brought so-and-so back. Again, didn't know who they were. I only watched the first minute and the final 30 seconds, but yeah, good stuff. Well, I don't think we've actually said... Um, Michael Adams, who um, is a, is, is a, has been a listener of the podcast and he worked at the Coronation Street Tories. Now, he's working over at Metro, isn't he, in the soap section. So if we haven't said so already... Congratulations. Congrats, congrats Michael. You, you now know it. all the secrets about all the soaps. I hope that you are getting paid loads more. Use your powers for good. Yeah. Good for you. I, I don't... We haven't... Has Michael been on the podcast to reach out? I don't, I don't think, think so. I think I'm, I always ask people, do you want to go on? Then they... Yeah, we, we should have Michael. We should have Michael. He's a lovely chap. Lovely, lovely oh, chap. Oh, yeah. It'd be nice to get somebody from... Metro. Um, yeah, because yeah. we've had well, people we'd... from Soap Mags, on, yeah. haven't we? I've, I, years ago, I was I was DMing with Duncan Lindsay and we talked about that with the possible... I think, I think I'm saying this right. They talked about maybe coming on sometime. We just never, never caught around to it. But anyway, big, big congrats, Michael Adams, who I just remember you growing up and listening to the podcast and going to work on Corrie and now you, you're living the dream Michael you do it for all those Michaels out there I'm living vicariously through you not that I want to know all the spoilers but chuff for your mate oh okay what, what? you just you just okay yeah thank you what for that email Oh no, I forgot, I did, I, sorry. You I just did, scrolled away. I scrolled away, there is one more paragraph. But on a brighter note, she says, I'm happy we're having a wider range of characters interacting in the pub since it reopened. Billy, Carla and David was a funny scene. Also, I'm pleased we are bringing Tracy to the forefront again with this Tommy O storyline, even if it's another affair. Mm. There you go, thank you very much. Um, right, Rebecca, I like that Joseph and Chesney scene, but part of me wanted Joseph to shun Chesney again. I thought that um, was <laughs> I do like Moses, but he surplus requirements once Paul dies he's probably going to be gone too oh, the way things are looking he's going to be gone before then shame as I like him and Todd together um, also Rebecca points out she, she also agreed that that dev scene in the pub was, it was. weird there's no um, it's all buts about it no she says um, I need more Sean and Dylan Sean talking about Dylan's video of Viva Forever was brilliant I don't remember that at all do you remember no. Sean we both have must have, must have been must have zoned out like that. There was a Spice Girls reference on Coronation Street, and I missed it. Shocking. It was only in there for you. I know. Um, I'm still feeling sorry for Liam, but not but by not saying anything, he's just letting Mason get away with it. 
And yes, also, that fight was totally meh. Yeah, that storyline's um, disappeared this week, hasn't it? Um, I kind of knew about the... F oh, yeah, this is good. So Rebecca went on the tour just before Christmas, and then when she came back, she DM'd us to say, oh, I found out some spoilers. Um, and one of them was that she saw Jenny's name above the Rovers, and the other one she found out from being there that there was going to be the fire at the builder's yard. So she's all caught up with, oh. her, with her tour spoilers now. Thank you for everybody who goes on the tour and um, keeps those spoilers under their hats. Absolutely, like absolutely. Um, I think the tours are starting up again soon. Is it next weekend that they're back again? Well, weekend after, I can't remember. Anyway, um, I know Michael seems okay, but I'm worried about his cough. Well, you know, there's been a few worrying coughs on Coronation Street over the last few years. There's been a lot of them turned that turned out to be fine. all right. Um, Tracy's really desperate if she's calling Damon fit. Damon, even though I like Steve with his Tommy O obsession, I really hope he's angry at him and Tracy when they sleep with one another. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, he should be angry, but as, as I said earlier, I. I just can't see current incarnation of Steve being convincingly angry. Just can't. Um, character of the week is Paul, and I give this week three and a half videos of Dylan singing Viva Forever at three and a half <laughs> out of five. We've already said it. We've missed something Sorry. crucial. Viva Forever. Oh, anyway, um, Nancy Gemma, finally, let's end this podcast by saying what Nancy had got to say about last week's Coronation Street. Over to you, my dear. She says, the Paul storyline continues to be well done. The reveal of Paul's plans was awkward, but I was glad that Bernie and Gemma know. I hope Moses gets his job back. In Emmerdale, Faith's cancer came back and she wanted her daughter-in-law to help her end things. In the end, she did it herself. There we go. We said there were other soaps. Nancy had also said to us that um, Lola's death was not an assisted oh, suicide storyline, like you said earlier. Yeah. The doctor recorded it, recorded it as death by natural causes. She says, I'm hoping the Tracy storyline will be one of the memorable storylines this year. Do you I, think? Do you think it's not feeling to me like it's going to be, you know, award bait? Is I, it? It's just fun soapy stuff. So I wouldn't I don't mind, mind if it. it was a big focus, but I also I don't want everything to be award bait and issues based. No, I don't think this one is. I've just, like we said earlier, really chuffed that Tommy Orpington, a character who I thought. Well, why are they doing this to him? Yeah. Why are they bringing him back? Yeah. I don't it's know if I made such... that clear. No, I yeah. don't think I did either. I think we talked to each other we about it. We said we were it. like um, dubious about... Mega dubious when we heard that it. Tommy Orpington was being promoted job. to... Not main character, but character that actually has... First team. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, Matt, I, I couldn't be happier with, with my love of this storyline it's not you know storyline for the ages but i think it was the fact that i was like really tommy orpington yeah, seriously and now I'm i give like, everyone yeah, a chance right. but i also reserve my right to be skeptical yeah yeah she gives this week three cherry stone pillows out of five the character of the week is bernie congrats bernie that's oh, who bernie. we voted for too right that is the end of this week's podcast how long did that last couple of hours is that enough for you you guys Half is it again enough to tide you over until monday when coronation street is back again well it's gonna have to be because that's all we got for you well if you if you want more and you're not a patreon subscriber please do head over there we've got a special sexy oh yes we did our patreon episode for this secret, month yeah, this secret, week secret, didn't we it's not secret we can yeah, say it is, what it got, is no you gotta promote it no it's, it's if it, we did top five romantic <laughs> moments of the year because it's Valentine's Day coming up soon. So um, 
And if you want Hope to you join... enjoyed that. Anyone who, who listened to it? For that tier, it's £4.50 a month, which is really good value. So good and value. And 8 for the top tier, where you also get all of those things, plus a postcard and some merchandise well, you get all the back every ish, year. All the back episodes. There's now 53 of our bonus Patreon podcasts, so you've got one a week for At a year. At least an hour long, all of them, I think, yeah, yeah, on yeah. average. Yeah. Anyway, so, that's enough plugging, I feel No, bad. it's fine. I think we people plug their... Bonus patrons, way more than we ever do. Oh, well, Please support us. Sign up, why not? Um, we are on um, Instagram, we're on X, we're on Facebook. Oh, X. X, I said it, I said X. X. I still don't call it that. Um, go to our YouTube channel, it's lovely, there's lots of nice stuff there. There's some um, bonus things on there too, there are things you cannot see anywhere else. There are, there are. And uh, proper videos for someone, well not really. Not, oh my gosh, what was that? It's um, my phone, you know it's my phone, you've watched it full. Oh, okay, just add into the drama. Um, yeah, so the, we did the Peter Barlow bonus podcast this week a couple of days ago didn't we so what we'll put up if I can get round to it I know I will is a little compilation not compilation don't know what I'm saying I'm going to basically going to put the old Peter Barlow yeah. profile followed by the new one so, so um, you, know you get the full old picture of Peter's time on Coronation Street which hopefully isn't at an end but um, yeah I enjoyed chatting about Peter with you this week yeah it was good hope people have enjoyed listening that is it everybody we're going we've got warmed up curry for tea tonight don't yeah. be horrible no it's not it. how was that horrible i just warmed said what i'm having curry. what is it how would you describe okay if this was if you were if you had your restaurant and you were serving up if this was wouldn't be like special of the day just warming it over for what you. would how would you describe it what would you call it if it, if it is what it is don't call a spade a spade or a warmed up curry or warmed what do you up mean? curry it's tandoori lamb chops yeah with lambuna, yeah, um, Come on. A charred Give me, chicken. Throw some adjectives in there. Salad, delicious, delicious, delicious tea. We're gonna have for that. And beef de pezia, or however you say it. However Double you say onions. It. We're going. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. See you next week. Have a nice end of the rest of the week and weekend. Warmed up curry. We'll be back next week. Tell you what, warmed up curry is what we're getting at the moment. I want some new I want some new spicy dishes please <laughs> we got it with Tommy and Tracy well, what do you want you're never happy no we're going it's true I've said that already bye goodbye and the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com bye